Di Marco early. Early! Oh my word! Well, if he meant it, it's one of the goals of the season from Di Marco regardless. Hello and welcome back to Say A Spotlight. This is episode 99.9, not episode 100, as we are still waiting for Matthew's return, who will be back next episode. But until then, I am joined once again by the lifesaver, Luke Mintoff. The saver of lives, that is my name. And uh, I think the gesture to save your brother, the um, honors of the 100th episode is a, is a good way to round off... Uh, an anniversary of sorts. Yes, this is a celebration, in fact. It is currently 10 a.m. on yes. a Saturday, and we are drinking Moet Chandon. I don't think I've ever started a day, first of all, drinking champagne. I don't think I've ever started a day drinking mm. such fancy champagne, to be honest. But uh, yeah. cheers to that, anyways. Cheers. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. There we go. So, yes, our goal of the week was Di Marco's goal from 56 meters out. Luke. Yes, sir. Did he mean it? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, right? I don't think so. That was definitely... Even the, way, even the way he, like, after he crosses, crosses or whatever, shoots the ball, you see he stumbles a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think he really misfired He really misfired his cross, to be honest with you. Very unlike him, because he's got an absolute peach of a left foot, and usually he, he so, nails every... Jake, you don't always you don't always shoot on target. Yeah, that's it. You and know. sometimes you don't shoot on target, but you hit an even better target. There you go. So sometimes you go for that seven and you end up getting a ten. Exactly. And then you say, right. how the hell did I pull that? Yeah, straight out of his ass, that's how. That is, there is were... still the hands down goal of the week, probably goal of the yeah. year at this yeah. rate. Honestly, it's a Puskas contender. It's, 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 just, it's just, even the way the ball was built up, yeah. like they, they were playing tiki-taka football between each other, yeah. and then he just finally just <laughs> released the Kraken, and just, uh, yeah, he just told Terazi, I'm sorry, brother. He is, I think, my favourite Inter player that, that's ever been. He's so good. He's yeah. so lovely to watch as yeah, well. Yeah. And he's so no bullshit as well. Completely. He just, I'm here, to wreck face yeah, and, and that's it such a direct player as well he only goes forward notice he just, he's just he just reminds me so much of a pit bull yeah, yeah. on steroids <laughs> ready to just I don't know yeah. do everything that that they need to get that goal he's it's, always ready I've never seen him come on the pitch and not ready to play football yeah totally and I, that's a quality that you don't actually see so often nowadays in football it's true it's, it's an actual older feature of, of, of the players we grew up with the likes of you know the Maldinis the Gattuzos the yeah. the Pirlos the Del Piros were there just to play football no nonsense and he reminds me he reminds me of this older generation in a in a, in a, in a new form as well because yeah. he, had, he brings the new type of football as well he's not Absolutely. not a traditional type of football in the sense that he plays old, old school but um, his attitude I think is stellar Yes, and he, he has the perfect combination, like you said, like he's a pit bull, right? He's, he's got this combination of being rough around the edges and aggressive, but also so elegant when he strikes the ball and when he whips the ball. And like, he's a very technically gifted player, highly technically Absolutely. gifted. Absolutely. I, 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 I have to say, I think he's, he's, I'm going to get hated for this. Okay, let's see. Better than Theo Hernandez. I think he's the, <laughs> the best left back in the world right now. In the world? 
Well, you know what, man. Um, the, with the form Theo's on right now, I would. Demarco is probably the best left back in the league form-wise, right? Um, when they're both on top of their game, I'm not so sure though. However, because Theo Hernandez can be absolutely unplayable when he's at his best. Sure, dude. I get, I, I, look, the skill ceiling, like like how mm-hmm. good someone can get. I think Theo's higher. Yeah. But Theo's very inconsistent as well. Yes, yes. So and he, he'll, he'll have those slumps. He'll have those bad moods. And for me as a person. I I I I appreciate someone who's more consistent and more on on his game every mm-hmm. game more than someone who can be better overall. But yeah. that's just me. I know other people might appreciate the 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 you know flamboyancy of their handed because it's very nice to watch as well. Yes, yes. yes. I'm, I have you know I'm not going to say anything about him. In the yeah. past, I used to think he was over overhyped, but I'm very I've been very very wrong about that. I just have been wrong about Leao. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but in my opinion. Just what I prefer. Fair enough, yes. Um, two very different players, despite playing the same position. I wouldn't say they're super different, actually. I, I think that... Um, the way they play football is actually... The way I think they conceptualize the game is very similar. Okay. It's all about it's all about using their pace, using their strength, and using their, their, their grit to go forward. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the same. But how they how they how they transition that into the game of football is very different then. Yeah, yeah. Theo is yeah. more about using his pace, using his shooting ability, and using his intimidation, sort of mm-hmm. inverted commas, to sort of then open up play for the likes of Leao, for the likes of you know Rangers or Gorgiru to then get that opportunity to score. Yeah. DeMarco is more orientated to give those assists. Yes. He's more orientated to give that pass to to Martinez or to Ram to then create the goal. But then he also has, just as, just as uh, Theo has, the ability to score as well. Absolutely, yes, yes. Um, two very good players. Um, Theo Hernandez, obviously, with a cheeky edge to his game as well, winning those fouls and kind of advancing, taking the play up little by little, like wins a foul at the halfway line, gets yeah. the ball again, drives oh. or wins a foul a little you know, bit closer. It's, it's a bit of American football in a way. It is a bit. He like, <laughs> drives the ball <laughs> forward, true. just earns those fouls and just... Piles up the pressure, just as in like an American football game yeah. where you you're constantly moving forward to the to, to the true. to the um T zone. I but guess so. I'm not a big fan. American. Shame on you. I you should love all kinds of football, yeah, all kinds of sports as well. I'm all about European football, baby. <laughs> no. Other goal of the week contenders there were a few peaches this week. Dragusin's first ever goal in Serie was a brilliant volley that looked almost animated the way he struck that ball so sweetly. That was the first goal of this match day. Beautiful goal. Kovalenko's first time winner and at the time that was very Napoli nice. Huh? Was really Actually, nice. I have to say it was a quite a good goal. Yeah. And he had fallen off the face of the earth, Kovalenko. Yeah, I hasn't heard of him in ages and then he just comes on and scores the winner against the defending champions. Absolutely amazing. Um, gets Garcia sacked. Gets Garcia sacked. For the return of Madari. I have another take about that, but it's really there. Okay, okay, okay. And Bonaventura's unsavable shot on the turn off the crossbar was a great goal for me as well. Because it was... It was it, great, Mike. It was a very nice goal, don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't know. I, don't, I, w- I wouldn't say it's a goal of the week contender. It's a very nice technique. Yeah. Very nice for a guy like him, at his age... To still be be able to do such things yeah. with such ease because it makes he makes it look easy. I don't of know how course, the, how the yeah. hell you can do that at his age. Like how can his knees support that? You well, know? <laughs> but I don't know if it's goal of the week. It's a very good goal. Don't get me wrong. Like the way he turns, the way he just manages to without even looking at the post, have an ability to just strike it on goal with such accuracy. I think. The other two goals, I'll agree, those are a bit of contenders, but yeah. this one, this one's just a nice goal, in my opinion. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, opinions, like, they're just like belly buttons. They are. Everyone's is your, yours in your outie? 
Mine is a ninny. Mine is a ninny as well. I think you have to like dig deep to find mine. <laughs> <laughs> it must be filthy all the time. It must be filthy, yeah. Good God. Do you, you, you ever clean your belly button? I do. Just, yeah. When I you shower. Put, you put soap put inside. My, yeah, so I soap up my finger and clean it out. You finger your belly button. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> you got to get deep, bro. <laughs> If you appreciate our content, you can like, follow and subscribe on all social media platforms. If you would like to support us even further, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $3.99 a month. That's the size of... Uh, that's the same price as a chicken nugget meal at McDonald's, I believe. So Wow, I mean, you know... It's not that much, yeah. Give Jake those chicken nuggets, guys. Yes, please. He deserves them. Okay. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons, Anthony, Luca, Argento, Matthias, Matteo, Mike, Luke Mintoff. Oh, thank wow. Thank you very much. Oh, Jose, Lena, Andy, Alan, and Edward. Thank you very much for your continued support, guys. Um, you guys are all legends. You are. Okay. Legends of the game. Love you all. Your support drives us to stay consistent and improve our show. Thank you very much. So, yeah, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The menu for today features the Derby della Capitale, Lazio Roma, a boring, goalless draw. Do you agree? I would call it boring. Mm. I, would call it, I, I, I would call it expected, though. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say it was a boring game. I think the first half was good. The second half almost plateaued a little bit, no? I don't know. Actually, I think I, I, I'm, I'm more disappointed in Roma. But then again... I'm expecting them to play that way in big games. Yeah. Lazio controlled the game from start to finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. And they had many chances. It's just a pity that they have the likes of um, washed up Immobile up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the details shortly. Let's do the quick rundown. There is Inter 2, Frosinone 0. A very street-smart performance by Inter over there. And Frosinone once again showing that they have a bit of fight in them. Lecce 2, Milan 2. Milan just can't hold a lead. Juventus 2, Cagliari 1. Juventus continue to win in very pragmatic ways. Their consistency is becoming a very powerful weapon. Napoli 0, Empoli 1. The upset of the weekend. Fiorentina 2, Bologna 1. Derby dell'Apennino, I believe is what it is called. Yeah, Apennino. Fiorentina were the victors over there. Udinese continue to prove that they are a side that is very tough to beat as they held Atalanta at home. 1-1. 1-1. Sassuolo 2. Salernitana 2. Can you, will you ever get to, descri- to discuss a Sassuolo victory on this podcast, man? I cry. You cry? <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are listening for the first time, Mentov is a Sassuolo faithful. Um, number 9. Monza 1. Torino 1. Another interesting game over there. I was surprised saw... about that one. Yeah. I, I really thought more uh, that Monza would win that game. I thought they would too. Um, we'll... But then again. Torino is also hard not to play. They are, they are, they are, they are. Um, I really, I'm really liking Colpani, man. I was thinking of buying his kit. He's, he's, might be a good investment, his kit, Colpani. He's going to be a great player. Wait, let's wait. No, man. Let's wait. It's clear. Let's wait. It's clear, let's bro. wait. He's, he no. gives me that 90s fantasist hold, hold kind the of... phone. I know you want to answer that phone, but hold it for just a bit longer. <laughs> okay, I agree okay. with you. This uh, year he's looking fabulous. He looks great, man. But... But, but, but wait <laughs> But wait a bit Because you know why I have a theory I have a theory about Monza mm. I have a feeling like every year There's this player That they really put a lot of hype and focus onto mm-hmm. And last year was Churia Oh yeah, and la- and this year he has fallen off but the Churia, place Churia never showed what Colpani showed. Oh dude Are Churia you kidding me? Churia was great with his positional awareness Dude the 
it wasn't the technique. He never displayed the technique and the skill set and the versatility that Kolpani's displayed. Kolpani's a natural. I don't know, dude. The the amount of the, the amount of goal. He, I think he had scored five goals and he gave like five or six assists last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His numbers see, were amazing. Now, now, okay, one's more flashy than the other, but the technique, the the ability is still there. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, one person can start doing long shots from 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 outside the box. Yeah. As Kolpani has done it three times this season. But he's also got the nice. IQ, man. You know, he's a very intelligent Sorry, player. Say, but Shuria has also been has the IQ yeah, to yeah, give yeah, those passes yeah. and get those goals. So just because someone scores more flashy goals, the IQ is still there. But it's not only about the flashiness; it's it's the I think ability it to pull off certain moves in certain situations, which is flashy, and they're is very it, nice goals. It might be versatile more than flashy. Versatile. If I see him playing more, the ability to try get a ball and give it to another player who then gets the goal. He's more of a goal scorer. Ah, no, he played Colombo through at one point. He crossed it out with his outstep. It was a fucking brilliant. Sure. He's always showing us more of what he can do. This guy, man, that, that's what's exciting me. Every I, game, I'm like, I had no idea he could do that. I would wait. I agree with you. I think he's he's, he's looking like a really exciting prospect. Someone you can you know you can enjoy for years to come. Yeah. But I would just hold up a bit because I just have this feeling that at Monza, there's this. I don't know how how. Um, Uh, Gal- what's, what's Gagliardini. Gagliardini. Um plays, but um, uh, he, <laughs> I think I just have the theory that he 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 really focuses on a player that year, and he really tries to hype them uh, wait, and build like them. Paladino, wait, Paladino, Paladino, okay, Paladino. Say, yeah. I don't know why I don't <laughs> want to Gagliardini. Um, that's what I. That's just what I think. Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe he does focus his system around one man, but Colpani is definitely showing that he's up to the task. I can't wait to talk about him more later on. <laughs> Yes, sir. Number 10, the final game we'll be discussing eventually is Genoa 1, Hellas Verona 0, where Dragusin scored that wonderful goal. But let's get into it with Lazio Roma. Sure. For me, uh, I was a little bit disappointed. I wanted to see a goal over here. When I looked at the lineup, you know, granted, maybe they're not the strongest teams in the world, but this Lazio side did feature Luis Alberto, Pedro, Immobile, you know. Um, Immobile came on. Second half, right? No, no, he started the game. Did he? Yeah, he started the game. He played a full game then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Roma, on the other hand, Lukaku, Dybala, you know. Um, so, so you expect to see some, some, some goals, man. The players, the players' quality was there. Yeah, yeah. In in the four in the attacking departments, I think it was mostly there. Like these players are. I don't know. I, are top I, in I, their I would rate Mancini's Mancini as a defender quite highly. Ah yes, not not and the likes of the goalkeepers involved. Mm-hmm. I think I think like for like I'm not the... a big fan of Rui Patricio despite him playing well this game. I I don't think he's I think I think he had a bad start, but I don't think it's fair to say that he's he's washed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a very bad start. Don't get me wrong, but as the games go on, you can see that he's called. It's just with life. Sometimes you have a, you have a lack of confidence, and it shows. Yeah, and yeah. when you're a keeper like that in a team like Roma, it it shows way more. Yeah. So it's way more. I could have a dud and play for Frosinone, but it's almost expected. I can't be expected to have a bad game when I play for Roma That's because it's all eyes are on you. Yeah, yeah, especially a keeper of his caliber. And I, I think, I think maybe, maybe long term, maybe the next two years, they should start thinking about a, a replacement keeper. But I think he said has two good years in him. I think it depends on what becomes available in the market because there are some goalkeepers right now who would be. An absolute bargain to get. Like, to be honest, if they would, if they would be able to snatch the Gregorio, yeah, for example, he would definitely have a run for his money next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. But, but again, 
that's 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 what I'm talking about. Yeah. If they're able to snatch a good replacement the next few years, then then reposition might have a bit of issues. Yeah. Um, it it very much depends. I I don't think if next year you start the squad with reposition on goal, you're gonna be like, oh god, I have a I have a liability there. Mm, okay. That's my opinion okay. at least. Personally, I think that he he often mannequin challenges. You know where he doesn't quite. Move or track the ball. It happens sometimes. I feel um, it's happening less and less. As this yeah, it's true. It's true. He's growing so, into the season. So, but last year, I think it was a disaster. Personally, yeah, man, yeah. players don't have bad seasons. Of course, Onana yeah. had a fucking yeah. terrible start this year, and he's know, recovering. He's recovering. He won. He won a game in the Champions League to give United at least a fighting chance. Arguably, they lost to the next. Didn't next Maguire win that game? Both both played well. Yeah, yeah. One one saved the penalty and one scored a goal. So you know they both deserve their they both deserve their dues. Um, but but more about the game of Rama to not to not um, go off go off on too much of a tangent. Um, I feel as though I'll actually have some critique about Lukaku. <gasps> Can you believe it? Oh my God, um, I just I just don't think he's a big game player. Mm. I I, I, That's a very interesting. I point. think I think he's a great player to have in your team. I think he's a, I think he's he's a he's a professional. Mm-hmm. No matter where he goes, he's a great player to have in your squad when it's not a big game. What do you think it is about big games that puts him off? I feel as though he's easy to if you study him well. He's easy to sort of to sort of um, figure out a way to contain him. Mm-hmm. He has, he has no longer the pace. The absolute speed to to sort of um, you know beat his man and start going on a front go mm-hmm. go off and go on a counter attack and score a goal. To like zone. turn on the halfway line and just destroy everyone. He'll be able ball. to turn and keep yeah, the ball, but yeah. he has to give it to someone. He has to give it to the likes of Debala, to mm-hmm. the likes of Spinazzolo, who had a very good game this 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 um this yeah, game. He played very well. Um, but on his own, he's 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 not enough mm-hmm. anymore. Again, he's great in the box, Lukaku. I think he still shows at a, at his age, at thirty, he's able. If you give him a chance, he's gonna score. But I think I think in those games, Mourinho doesn't have many options. So the the game plan is still built around Lukaku, mm-hmm. and and I think if you if you prep your defenders well enough, if you prep what he's gonna do, if you prep your attackers in a way that Lukaku is gonna do these certain these certain moves, which Lukaku does. Tries to muscle you off the yeah, ball, yeah, yeah. turns quickly, and has a great shot. Honestly, double teaming him sometimes is all it takes. So yeah, this this double man marking mm-hmm. and just basically suffocating him quickly yeah. will will kind of will kind of hopefully, of course, because you never know. He could, he has the talent to 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 dribble a player and score a goal. He's he's seen it this year. Yeah. Or or he might be strong enough to outmuscle you. But in these games, I think I think they tend teams of that caliber tend to have defenders who can match that physicality. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, so in my opinion, this is where where my only critique of Lukaku is. Yes, Lukaku used to destroy Romagnoli constantly in the Milan derby back when he was uh, at the form of his life. I think Romagnoli is a better player than Lazio. Yeah, he he totally is one hundred percent. Romagnoli used to do this thing where he would try to almost he'd give Lukaku a yard or two. And you should never do that, especially when he was at you his can't. best. Like you, you can't, cannot, you cannot. He'll you just cannot. run at you, and, and he'll just keep going. Like you can't. You have to fucking press him, and and I think he dealt with him very well this game. And and this is Lukaku's second vanishing act Could in the big game. Difference of coach as well. Difference of coach, perhaps. Yes, Ooh. could also be the case. Um, but Lukaku against Inter, for example, you know, uh, I think he vanished. The whistles, huh? It's the whistles, man. The, he vanished more in this game. Than, than in the Inter game. In the Inter game, bro, he hardly. Mark, can you blame the Inter the game? The whistles are way the, too much. The Inter game was something yeah, specific. Yeah, of though. course, of course. I think in this game, 
where the quality is less on the Lazio side and you're still and you vanish even more mm. now, you kind of almost expect it against Inter again it's not something I sh- you should be you should be expecting at all from a player mm. of his, of his caliber but Inter are the best team right now in this moment in the league so so if you have a dud against Inter you're not like absolutely shocked yeah 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 you know yeah. when you have a dud against Lazio who are lower in the table than you and have been shaky er overall and where where if you remove Luis Alberto from that squad, the team has really really regressed. Regressed. They have no ammunition. Yeah. Then then you know then you start to question a bit more. I think yeah, these are the games where he should still be showing up. And in, in the likes of 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 Milan or or Inter or Juventus, you shouldn't be doing that anyways. You should find a way to figure it out. Yeah. But in the likes of Lazio, the Fiorentinas, the, the, the even Napoli to a certain extent to, to, to a certain extent, these are the games where you should still be showing up a bit. Yes. But um but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Again, this is no this is no um disrespect to him. You guys know I love him as a player. I think he's solid, but he's just not he's just not a big I game think player. He, he suffered many strikers have this thing where they, they suffer with I think it's confidence. A, I think it's sens- an Italian thing. Sensitivity, not not necessarily, because you remember he in in the latter stages, big moments were in, too in, much in, for in him. Italy, though. But even in the World Cup final, for example, was it the I World th- Cup? I final? think I think the world I think World Cups are a totally different mm. thing. I think I think I think they're so they're so foreign to football almost. Yeah, because there's so much. It's pressure. an isolated event. There's, I, I think it's yeah. too isolated to even compare yeah. them. It's so different almost, even the way you play football. So you can't concede. You can't concede in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's too demoralizing. When as a team, I can't remember at least when when you when you go when you in a, at least in a final when you concede and you somehow get a comeback. It's very it's, it's very true, rare. It's, true, it's true. very rare. It happens, it's, but it's very 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 rare. And the last World Cup final was crazy. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. It was something. It it was that's that's not a that's not a normal final. Yeah, yeah. that's why we were so lucky. It was such it was such an abnormal final. Two teams led by two aliens, like two aliens of the game. Usually, someone scores, yeah. the other team tries, and it says the other team defending. Yeah. It was it was insane. It was a lovely final. Yeah, I, I think we were. We, I think we, I watched it again today. <laughs> it's been a while. I only watched it the one time. I, I me too. Think great I, to watch me too. Again. I don't usually replay football matches, but sometimes they are. Sometimes. They, they are sometimes nice to do. Yeah. Um, Matt and I had watched the nil nil Juve Milan Champions League final, and that was a fucking crazy nil nil game, man. Because Milan were all over Juve mm. the entire game, and Juve were like it's like Allegri was their coach back then still you know the way they were they remained in the game Conte you've, came on and almost turned the game you've around impressed me, man. you've impressed me in the way that they are so they are so mature in how to deal with oh, pressure yeah. oh, yeah. it's it's like honestly it's. I wish it was a quality I had as a person yeah. how to take all this pressure take all these punches take all this 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 Force, you know what it is, and bro. somehow reflect it, man. It's impressive. It huh? is. It is totally impressive. Um, you can I hate them as I don't like you as a club, it's but it's impressive as fuck. Every time Juve make a mistake, Allegri removes an item of clothing, <laughs> so they're only allowed in theory to make about four mistakes before he's, before he's naked. <laughs> I don't think so, anyone so no see Exactly. So the second he takes off his blazer, takes off his tie, unbuttons the top button, they're like, all right, no more mistakes. Like, <laughs> holy shit, dude! <laughs> that was brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> 
but yeah, this this derby, I think the first half was really exciting. Was kind of disappointed by the second. I really noticed the momentum shift in the first half. F- first fifteen minutes were all Roma. Yes, there was a goal by Cristante, which was ruled out for offside. The yeah. next fifteen minutes were all lots. You were Luis Alberto as well. Took a fucking remarkable shot from outside the, the box at the post. Honestly, bro. Yeah, I think it was all Lazio from from after the first fifteen minutes. Though. Yeah, and then they remained on. top And then they remained honest, on top, yeah. and they really should have scored, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Totally, it was it had the the spirit of a derby as there it were did. seven yellow cards in the game. Um, both teams did struggle to make the most of their opportunities, but overall, yes, I thought it was pay- played at a little bit of a low pace. Um, and I looked at the statistics of the, of match day twelve, and um, Roma were bottom tier. In this match day, in all, in pretty much every department, um, they had the least distance covered of all teams this match. Day. They were tired from from uh, from Europe from uh, Europa Conference League. Europa. I think, uh, they, were 13, tired, I think they were they were tired from Europa League. To be honest, it could be. It could be. Um, they were bottom four in key passes, bottom two in goal scoring chances created. I can't help but feel like there's a lot of pressure on Dybala to link. All so, those men to Lukaku, so essentially. He, had he was, he so had they, a bit of a bad... That of a season, game. I mean. Ah, yeah. I mean, with the ball, it's always the same. You never know what you're going to get. He's either going to... It's a real pity, man. Yeah. I, really, I really like him as a player. I think he's it's... just too inconsistent, uh, especially physically. He can't quite keep up with it sometimes, man. So it's a shame when the, their body doesn't quite let them do what I they mean, want. bro, well, unfortunately, I think with sports, you just have to have the physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you either have to be small enough... And and quick enough to just avoid avoid um, the brunt of tackles, or you just have to be strong enough to take them. Yeah, yeah. you know, th- 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 there's no in between. You take a crunching tackle, you're gonna feel it. You're yeah, gonna yeah. get injured, man. You take a look at, for example, Ruben Loftus Cheek against PSG, man, and, and and it explains a lot, like why the player experiences so many physical issues. His game is all about physical contact, man. You you watch this guy; the second he gains momentum. Players hit him and bounce right off him. The only way to stop Ruben Loftus Cheek when he hits full stride, like, is by by taking him out, dude. He kicks yeah. his legs, like, and and that explains a lot. You know, the the play style of the player affects a lot, like, the, yes. like the ball. Like, you have to go in hard on the ball, and I'm you sure that. And I think that, that 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 puts him off later on in the game. It makes him scared. Of course, of course. When it comes to the league table, Roma find themselves in seventh with eighteen points. While Lazio find themselves in tenth with seventeen points, that's a slow start huh, for the Roman teams. Um, it's a slow start. However, I do believe as the season progresses, at least for the likes of Roma, because I think they have a more complete squad, you will see them pick up. They'll grow into it, and right? they are growing into it. Yeah. To be honest, they're not losing many games. That's true. So, so you can critique them as much as you want, and you can if you want. Maybe it's not the type of football you want to see, but Mourinho still gains results and you can critique him as much as you want you can say he plays shit football you can say it's too defensive you can say they don't make enough chances all very true but they are relatively consistent yeah yeah uh, so what do you want in a football you know honestly as a, as a player we're gonna go just for two seconds to the premier league please. you can say as much as you want uh it's nice to play good football but if i fucking lose half my games yeah what the fuck's the point of course yes but what the fuck's the point but in theory Roma have won five. Yes. They've lost four and they've drawn three. And that's not playing nice games. That's playing... That's a, an, This is all with an attempt of playing a pragmatic game where they take advantage of situations, try to win 1-0, you know, defend leads. 
Not yes. create chances, try to exhaust the team mentally and take advantage of a lapse in concentration. That's their entire approach. And it can get exhausting for fans when it doesn't go their way. It's easy to turn on Mourinho. It's easy to turn on them, mm-hmm. but can you can we all agree that their team isn't fantastic? I know, I think everyone They barely have a top they have barely have a starting eleven, yes. in my opinion. Barely, man. It's it's a rehabilitation center at the end of the day. You look at players like Renato Sanchez, you look at players like Dybala, you look at players like Lukaku. These are all players who need to kind of rediscover themselves in their career. And Rome is a place where they're trying to do it. And uh, unfortunately for these players, Mourinho doesn't really allow for the most creative and expressive brand of football. Um, I think Dybala is an exception here because he can in reality do what he wants but I he think, doesn't I quite have the support that he that would make him thrive he doesn't really have the I, I would wait him. a bit man the way Spinazzola played this game I think he might be looking like he's slowly coming to the to, to the old stages of his career it's always like this with Spinazzola man wait three match days and he'll be injured Let's let, let's see. I think it, I I think I think if he if he's able to stay fit he might be a key catalyst because when you have mm. Spinazzola Dybala in the team with Lukaku then you have a good chance to then create quite a big trident up front mm-hmm. to deal with for yeah. any club. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think your points overall do make sense. I agree why people can get frustrated. But at the same time, as a, I don't know, I, I feel it's also... Yeah. I feel it's also a bit harsh as well at the same time. Two managers who are totally under fire right now, Sarri and Mourinho. Um, they are, for, yes. And they play a total opposite brand of football. So oh, it's yes. interesting to see, man. You know, like... Like Lazio do play nice football and they do try to connect that like defense to attack, mm-hmm. swift movements, passing patterns and all that. Um, but it, and it does nothing. It does nothing. Man. <laughs> Nowadays it's doing that, but it doesn't help that they they're constantly replacing those midfielders every year. And they're constantly sorry, and they're constantly making, and they're constantly making really bad buys. Yeah. Like the thing is, I like I like the Guendouzi purchase. I think he's been good. No, it's like Guendouzi. Not, 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 I like Luis Alberto. Isaacson's a bad buy, in my opinion. Isaacson, yes, isn't a great buy. Um, Cataldi, man, I, I think, for example, why, why haven't they Vecino bought a replacement? Vecino is a bad buy. Vecino is a bad buy. However, he does show up in big moments to to almost convince you otherwise. Those are isolated. That seems very shallowly. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Um, Overall, in the grand scheme of things, he's not a he's not a player to build the system around. He's not a player for lots. Like they need like Maxime Lopez, man, in that midfield. They need like a a Benasser type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots need energy, which they don't have. They barely have energy up front. They have Immobile, who looks like he's half broken. Pedro and the other Pedro's also half broken and then Philip Anderson like an Olympic sprinter machine, trying to trying to make up for everyone I, I, I feel I feel they made a mistake in the sense that they realised that Immobile and we can maybe we can end this and move on yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we, we spoke quite a bit on, on yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like they really focused on finding an Immobile replacement to make him feel like he needs, his, he needs competition to make him feel like listen you are our legend but you keep this up and we're, we're going to find a replacement for you. And they didn't realize that if Zakania and Philippe Anderson don't perform game in, game out, they also have an issue. Yeah. So they, 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 they tunnel vision, don't strike. Oh, we need a striker. Mm-hmm. And they found Castellanos. You like him? I'm not particularly impressed. We'll yeah. see. I can be wrong, as I have yeah. been many times. But they then hoped and prayed almost that the, the, the two wingers will be consistent for the whole year. And they're yeah. not being. Not at all. Zakani's had an awful start. So, so I mean... And I almost prefer them with Philip Anderson as the false nine. 
I almost do. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they play better. I, I don't like when Felipe is on the wing. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why. I don't know how he changes so much in his his game style. But he he's like a different player. It's true. It's true. Totally. But yes, we will move on now to Inter to Frosinone nil. This was Frosinone putting up a noble fight over here, trying to stop Inter, but of course could not stop the inevitable force yeah. that was Demarco from fifty six meters out. And um, Thuram making the most of a player who had slid, and I think I think it was a really good play from Thuram. It was very smart. That that's that's how you win a penalty. That's how you win a penalty, and the, and there could be no doubt about like the the referee didn't even need more than four yeah. seconds to yeah. decide that that's a clear penalty. The, the play the defender slid early, and Thuram just ran into his legs. He ran into his legs, yeah. man. Are you gonna do it, eh? I mean, it, it's cheap. Yes, it's cheap, but I mean. <laughs> You're a striker. You have to. You either you're either gonna you're either gonna slip into his legs or fall into his legs. Sorry, mm-hmm. or you're just gonna take a crack and goal. And what's, what 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 better chance do you have to score? At the moment, you probably have a better chance with Karlhanoglu striking a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Karlhanoglu hasn't missed a single penalty since he's and gone. And the to penalties have been so so good, really. bloody good, yeah. man. <sighs> you want to hear a stat? Go so he scored ten out of ten penalties in Italy, mm-hmm. and he's also become the highest ever scoring Turkish international in Serie A history. Congrats to Kalhanoglu, man! Okay. He is stepping up this year. Well yeah. done to him. I don't like the way you say his name. What should I say, man? Kalhanoglu, no. Kalhanoglu. Yeah, Filio di Puto. No, man. Kalhanoglu. Okay. Kalhanoglu. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for Inter's lineup, it was Bastonia, Cherby, and Darmian at the back. Um, Darmian has just been, for me, one of the most consistent. Un- consistent, unsung players since his return to Inter. He's been, he's been f- fucking good, man. Honestly, like, like almost flawless. And even with the Italian national team, he's been good too. Bastonia has fallen injured since, so Inter are probably gonna have to deploy Bissek in the coming days so we'll see how that goes because they have Pavard injured too yeah now the injuries are picking up again they are they are. and Inter aren't used to having many injuries at the same time they've no. been quite lucky been in the lo- past few were, seasons I very uh, uh, I'll agree with you mm-hmm. totally and it's going to be interesting to see how Inzaghi yeah. deals with that because you look around you look at Juve Milan you look at the likes of everyone man everyone suffers terrible injuries and at the same time these crises except for Inter who Tend to keep everyone fit. Now, I don't know if that's a whole thing with their advanced medical staff or could their be. coaching ideology. Could be. Could be. They yeah. don't want to be too rough, and, too rough in training. It could be as well. The fact that like Milan play a very pressing brand of football. High intensity press. Like the Gagan press. Your muscles, your muscles give yeah, in, man. They give in totally. Of course. Man. You need to rotate aggressively to do that. Of like course. Atalanta used to. Sure. Yeah. Oh, Gasparini at Milan. Oh, my God. That would be... That would... I would... I would, I would actually be very interested to watch Milan game in game out. But that. can can you imagine Gasperini? Like it's half time and he just takes out like Theo Leao and like. But those know. are the balls you need yeah, to do, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you 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 act as a, as that's a critique. That's no. that, those are the kind. Of, if if a player isn't performing, okay, yes, you can give him a shot in the second half. You can shout at him in 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 half time and tell him what the fuck are you doing, man? The fuck up and do something. But sometimes the only response is to get subbed off. Go mm-hmm. be a baby on the on the on the bench. Go cry to your teammates or oh, the coach subbed me off. And next time go to training and prove me wrong. Perhaps I'm, I I might be a little bit I might be wrong here. I don't know, but um, I think Gasprini is too old to be hired by Milan. I don't think they would go for a profile like that. I think they would. They're, they're more into these modern profiles, of course. So totally the opposite, man. I just I'll just always prioritize experience, man. 
there there are going to be games where you just need that street smart that experience that edge over an opponent where usually it's only coming from an older older coach who knows the game and he'll just he'll just you know he'll just find he'll just find ways to create a system that will potentially fuck you in the game yeah. and you'll win then based off that and Gasparini many times has created those situations where he has won yeah and the with, a, with is, a lesser squad look what Gasparini's done is absolutely incredible with a team like Atalanta who have one of the lowest budgets in European football when you look at the the Europa League where they play the top of their group they they don't have a wage bill that's that's high enough for them to be top of the group and still competing for a top four spot in Serie A but Gasparini's making that happen with all the tools at hand and Atalanta's whole system is fantastic the way they operate um I I just think that like Milan need to if they're going to move away from Pioli not saying they should but if they if they will move away from Pioli I think they have to do whatever it takes to get to bring in Deserbi man because Deserbi is I don't know man he's got fucking balls he's got he's got that fucking type of football that like takes you off your seat like he I think with the with the squad that Milan have, the Zerbi might be a fucking good fit, man. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure. No, we'll see. Maybe it's a similar style. Too. Maybe, but anyway, um, Inter back to Inter Frosinone. So they're they're first still. They've got plus two on Juve. Yes. Um, at the moment, who impresses you more when you flick on the TV and mm-hmm. you watch a Juve game and you watch an Inter impress game? Who looks in, better? Impress in what way, though? Like, which team do you think, like, this team is unbeatable? This team is, is difficult to get a point from? I, I I guess it has to be, it has to be Juve, frustratingly enough. It has to be Juve. Yeah, yeah. They killed the game perfectly. They killed, yeah. they, they, there's this way, we'll speak about them later. Inter are more enjoyable to watch. Mm. You can be a neutral. You can flick on the television, and you can watch Inter. This is an interesting game. They play. They play nice, aggressive, counter-attacking football. It's nice to watch. Juve don't do that, but then Juve are more frustrating to beat. Yeah, yeah, totally, 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 man. They're so difficult to score against, and they'll, they'll get a one-nil lead, and they just hold on to it, and you can't do anything about it. Inter, towards the end of the game, especially the last the last ten minutes, there's always a way back in. Be it for Frosinone, be it for for anyone. Like there's always that little those chances you get at the end, you can get back into the game. Could it be an argument that still Allegri knows the squad better than than Inzaghi? That yes, is, I'm sure. sure Inzaghi is still growing. For Inzaghi is growing into the role still, growing into the team still. He still has new players. It could be, it could be, and this is also Allegri's entire brand. Yes, it's an area of expertise. Yes, doing this. yeah, pragmatism. Um, yes, uh, for me, despite like being the underdogs, I thought Frosinone put in a noble display. They tried. I mean, it was to be expected that they lose, but they did. They did put in. Put I in like. A shift. I really appreciate that they attack anyone. Like they don't they'll care try, who they're up against. They're going to attack in numbers. Like I agree. I, I like that kind of football. Yeah. Don't be scared. You go and you give your best shot. Yeah. They increase the pressure. They try to pile the pressure when they were in possession. They try to disrupt Inter's passing lanes. They try to force them into mistakes and pre- preventing them from getting the ball forward. They attack the numbers. They, they try to exploit the gaps left when DiMarco and Dumfries advanced. 
they they had high intensity counter attacks with quick breaks and they they pressed very aggressively as well. I, I think Frosinone were were very put in a very respectable performance this game and they have in every game to be honest this season and 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 they're quite versatile tactically as well. Like they lined up with a four a three four two one this game. You know like we haven't really seen that this season at all. Three at the back for Frosinone. So yeah, really appreciate that by them. Um. But yes, Inter on the other one too much. De Marco's goal, absolutely fantastic. Thuram winning that penalty, very clever. Chalanoglu flawless from the spot. I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention from this game. I think I think we've covered. It. I think that you know Inter again managed to 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 get to win these games that last year they struggled with. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year there were certain games where you expect to win, and somehow they come draw, or they lose, and Inzaghi is managing to find a way where they actually win. Um, again, different team. Martinez is playing more. Con- he had a. He had, Maybe the one time you can see Martinez, Martinez had a bad game. This this game. Yeah, he was very frustrated. Despite the win at the end, he was he so wanted, frustrated. He wanted goals. His is, mentality is next level. Um, you know, Turan's playing quite well, although he's not scoring the amount of goals he should be scoring. Argument to be made, argument to be not, but he's playing as a team player, which you always like to see. Um, you know, the likes of their 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 um, defense is still solid. Demarco's playing well. Um, so you know, with that being said. Usually you expect them to win. Last mm. season they had duds. They, had, yeah. they they would misfire, and now you're seeing much more consistent, a much more consistent Inter. Um, so so I think overall we can end with that. I think that you yeah. know Inter again proved that they're managing to overcome their um, inconsistencies. They are not as consistent as Juve. However, they are building up this 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 um, run of form that no matter who they face. What I'm liking about Inter, and I think I think maybe it's it's it it could be the key the key to them winning the league is that no matter who they're playing, they're playing their game, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're not playing an altered system. They say we play the same formation. We're playing our three at the back, our five in the middle, our two up front. We have a relatively healthy squad. Luckily, yeah. Luckily, let's say luckily. Maybe yeah. it is luck. You need luck in life. Yeah. Um, and we play our system. We play our counter-attacking football, we absorb the pressure, and we come up at one go, and we try and get that goal. And they are managing. They are. Game in, game out. Yes. Do you know what the next game for Inter is? Uh, I'm not aware. The next game on Sunday after the international break is Inter against Juve. Oh, shit, son. You are very welcome to come to my humble abode to enjoy this game together. I I will very much enjoy it with you. It is going to be a great game and it's going to be very telling and Bissek is going to probably have to start this game at the back for Inter so we'll are we, see are we, gonna need, are, we, are we going to see a Pellegrino type debut? That is <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> it's, or, or a Musa right back type of game or we'll, we'll see we'll get into game. that very Mr. soon Mr. Florenzi Gambler Oh my <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be a good game that's it going will. to be great and it's going to be very telling to it see will. Um, who, who, where these teams currently stand when they face off against each other? They are currently top two with two points, um, between great, themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So the next game we're going to be discussing is Lecce two, Milan two. Now, can I just set the scene for this game? Right, I had a wedding this day, a wedding. You know, congratulations, Tom and Christina. Right, um, I was watching the game, which, by the way, I was going, I was meant to miss because Sarah was meant to have been done, and we were meant to leave when the game started. However, I came home to find Sarah asleep on the sofa. Nice. Always a good sign. Yes. And I realized, you know what? I'm going to let her sleep. Because if she <laughs> sleeps, I'll get to watch the first half. 
So I let her sleep and I woke up, oh my god, babe, you're late, you're running late, like you have to go get ready. Okay, she's getting ready and I'm in my suit watching Milan from the start, right? And the first half is brilliant. Milan look amazing, it's champagne football, goals, Giroud scores on his 100th game for Milan. It's going for Ryan, um, Reinders finally scored, gets a goal. Scored a terrible goal. Scored a terrible goal. I just fucking think that guy should pass, but purely apparently he's putting pressure on him to, to, to get more, to get his numbers up. But I'm thinking to myself, Milan have this in the bag. Eventually, the second half, I'm watching the second half, Sarah's not done yet, of course, she's still doing her makeup. And she's like, babe, can you book the taxi? I'm like, sure, I'll book the taxi. I book the taxi. Taxi's here, put on my shoes, call the lift, go down, call the taxi again, hello, like this is me, get in the taxi, get into the back, pull up a stream on my phone, and it's 2-2. And I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck has it been five minutes? (laughs) And let you have equalized. Like, and, pe- and people say the shit doesn't affect it. Like, like when someone comes in the room and someone scores, they say, oh, that's just a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, man. No. It's not, man. It's not. There has to be something cosmic about you it. Think, uh, you think... That- I think if I hadn't left my living room, Milan would have won that game. You would have won 4-0. For sure, oh, bro. Stressing. Honestly. I, th- sure. I think you're totally the right. The second man. I got in that lift, I fucked everything, man. All right? And that, that's just my... Jake, it's your fault, they lost. It's my fault. Completely. Shame on you, man. Yes. And then when we were at the wedding... A friend of mine who supports Inter came up to me and said, Trea due, trea due, Pete Bayada. Let's... It was 3-2. Can we speak about that? Can we speak about that? Sure, let's speak Can we speak about about that? So, right. so, the goals... Soft. I agree. No, 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 no. I think... <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm shocked. You're shocked. There's and no way it's a foul. The Chao one. There was a bit of a stomp. And he twisted his nipple a little bit. I don't even know if that okay, so what? So what, we can't touch players anymore? <laughs> no, I know. It was extremely soft, extremely harsh, and they must feel hard done by. Um, was it a penalty? Controversial. N- nothing, sir. It was the foul. Yes. I, I, dude, I don't think it's controversial, honestly. I think it's just not a foul. Mm. I, I know you hate hate denying it. No, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm all for speaking the truth, man. I agree, but I, I I just can't see it. I just I can't see it's a foul. I mean, I, I was shocked. I was like, yeah. okay, yes, there is a bit of a storm. There's a bit of a push and a grab of grab of his t-shirt. Mm. You know what, dude? Some might look at that and think the game's gone. But if you literally had to look at the rule book and look at that and look at those images from VAR, slow down, especially it looks worse than it is. You know, that's the problem. I think when you slow it down. You get it, it. Looks so bad, man. It's but I I saw I saw the replay. It, is, it doesn't look like the the top isn't even being pulled that much. Yeah. It's barely it's being fifty fifty. It's right? barely being yeah. pulled. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was weird. I, I can't. And, and, I wouldn't and, and give Thiao, Lecce fans. Thao, Chao, Chao, like Chao Bella. You, <laughs> he also makes it extremely flamboyant. His, of course, his, yes. his, him him being hurt and. Like you're six four, bro. I mean, I, I for me, I as a person, I just, I just I find it, I just really struggle to take it seriously. Yeah. I can't help but feel that maybe lecture. If if lecture were to feel robbed, if lecture fans were to feel robbed, I wouldn't blame them. Let's just say that. Fair. Okay. Um, Sansone. Sansone, listen to this. Has scored seven goals against Milan. Insane. Okay. Huh? Yes. Um, and these goals were for four different clubs. Only one man has scored against Milan, representing more clubs than Sansona has. And it's Chiesa's father, Enrico Chiesa. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Like, what is it about Sansona? 
I think you score once, you score twice, you start believing, you know what, I'm always going to score against these guys. And and it's just mind a, a over belief, matter. A man. belief system. Yes, it's a belief system, totally. But I need to say, man, that Milan being 2-0 up, they weren't playing like they were 2-0 up. No. They, they were, were going into, when they're playing the game, like a basketball game. Just attacking constantly. Like control the tempo a little bit, slow it down. You have a 2-0 advantage. I don't, I, I don't think they trust the defence, dude. But the defense has been commendable, man. The defense has been all right. Like, Chao and Tomori have formed a pretty good partnership and Calabria has been fine. You know what the thing is, man? Calabria went off injured and purely decided to put Musa as the right back. He made one mistake and it's 2-1. He made another mistake and it's 2-2. And then he took him out and brought on Florenzi. Like, why are you... That you was know, that was weird. That's weird. Like you're but gonna to wait until the game's fucking. To be honest, to be honest, after you see two glaring mistakes, yeah, I think he had like Pellegrino fears. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that that decision was super out of this, out of the ordinary. I think he was fearing the, lo- the loss of the game then. And, yes. and purely, and purely is but also you should fear the equaliser, man, as well. Not just the loss of the game. You have a natural right back who represents Italy on the bench. You're gonna fucking play Musa's right back. Bring him on. Why not? I don't get it. I can't understand it. There must be a reason that ah. he, Musa must be playing better in training, man. Maybe you don't, you don't maybe make, he doesn't gamble. You don't make decisions. You don't make decisions. Maybe maybe you need the experience. You're right. Maybe you need someone who's experienced. I don't get it. I don't get it, honestly. They they took advantage of of a player playing in a new role in a new league on his like fucking he hasn't even started ten games for Milan. He was put on as a right back. And yeah. they took absolute advantage of it. Not yeah. to mention that the set piece goal conceded by Milan. This is like uh, like the antithesis what's it antithesis? Yeah, antithesis yeah. yeah. Of um of Juve and Inter at the moment, like when it comes to defending set pieces, Milan have not figured it out. They had improved for a while, but this in one week they conceded the exact same goal twice. Corner flick onto the far post goal. They conceded against PSG and they conceded against Lecce over here with Sansone. Um, set pieces need work, man, defend- defensively, and 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 it's always been an issue. I th- I think I think the team was tired again, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. They gave a lot. They gave a lot against PSG. That's what and I'm that saying, was a man. fantastic. And I, game. I I had a feeling, fantasy related. I had a feeling. What if I play Lecce? Because I had I had this feeling actually Lecce might win. Wow. Because I just thought that Milan gave so much in that game. There's no way physically. You have enough energy to come up against a team like Lecce, who aren't too shabby this season, and be able to perform the same at the same level. The thing is, they had, they started the game so well, Milan. Sure, bro. They 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 got a, they got an advantage, and it. But tiredness tired comes in, Jake. Yes, dude. yes, but but you look at the players here. Half of them didn't even feature. Not half of them. Didn't feature. Oh. Okay, but but we have Kron- you, Okay, so you started with Krunic, Pobega, and Chukwueze, who didn't even play against against PSG. Sure, you right? three guys. Yes. Okay, three guys. But that's a midfield double pivot. Sure. And and you managed to get a two 0 lead. Yes. Can't you maintain that? Like you don't you have the fucking. But there, that's three players, dude. Not a whole yes, squad. Right. Leo yeah, went Giro, Giro, yes. Giro got in. Giro was tired for sure. Leo got injured, which fucks you, which fucks you royally. Rainiers was also, I'm pretty sure, tired. Yes. I mean, that, that's already three players out of out of six offensive players who are tired. You have also the defense, who also gave a lot in that game, who are also equally tired. 
Yes, that game took a lot out of the Milan players, man. Uh, that uh, PSG game. I don't, was, I don't, intense, don't so. label it as, as an excuse, but yeah. but these, this is this is why this is why the Champions League is difficult because you need a depth, you need depth in your squad, mm. and if you don't have it, and and, and your your injury su- crisis, and you right. succumb to and you succumb to injuries. I think it's then very easy to just blame the coach. Yeah. In my opinion, look, I, 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 there, there are areas where Pioli needs to be criticized, and it's as simple as that. It's evident that there are certain games, particularly his in-game management, his approach from the get-go isn't always bad. It's, it's, it's actually usually very good. But it's the fact that he doesn't fucking adapt to the game. The changes he makes are so questionable at times. Against Juve, again, I, I've been saying this, Madonna, like, you go a man down against Juve, take out Pulisic, who's running like a madman, and leave Giroud on, who's 37 years old. You're a man down. You want the experience. You want, you want that lucky cross, man. Yes, you, you, you want that lucky sure, cross. Sure, sure, sure. But you also need to think about the fact that you need energy if you're 10 men. You know, you need energy. Okay, you're tuning up against Lecce. Your captain's fallen injured at right back. You've got five substitutions. Why don't you bring on Florenzi, who's literally called up to the national team ahead of the guy who's starting in Calabria? Bring him on. What's the problem? And why would you put Musa right? I don't get it. I, I don't he, get I, these I think, he, I think he wanted that energy there. I Fl- think. Florenzi should give you energy. He's a fucking athlete in his prime who barely plays. Maybe. Maybe you're right. But yes. anyway, um, yeah, I get so heated when it comes to this, man. I get so fucking heated. I think he needs some more more, man. I need some more. Do I? I think that might be the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually very composed. You usually are, but I saw I saw a passionate Jake. Yes, man. I'm surprised. I got aroused. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I must say that that PSUG game was absolutely fantastic, and this was so disappointing. Um, I I can understand. I was very happy for Banda to see him scoring. Um, very good goal. Deserved the goal. Very good goal. Um, the shortest man in the league, standing yes. at five foot three. Great I'm goal. I'm sure something is not so short. Yes. Second episode in a row, we mentioned that. Um, uh, we're gonna keep mentioning it. Man. We're gonna keep we're mentioning let all the women know. Yeah, we're gonna let everyone know, right? Send them, send them your DMs. Looks please. can be deceiving. Do not <laughs> judge a book by its cover, right? Yes, Banda had an uh, an unmissable oh chance in the first Lord, half that he missed. What a miss, man! But he made up for it. He must have been yes. killing himself <laughs> in half Oh my lord! Yeah, Poor I guy. think I think, dude, Benasser is back. Apparently, that's that's going to be huge. I think that Milan right now have a problem with slowing down the game and controlling the tempo. I think right now, as it stands, they they seem to never know when to pass sideways. They always go direct. Benasser is the perfect metronome. He's brilliant at that. I think he's, he's top tier in his in his role. I don't think there's a player better than him in Italy. Regista as a regista. Um, when he's back, I think it would help Milan massively, man. Massively, massively, massively. When it comes to a two-nil lead, you can't throw a two-nil lead if Benasser is on the pitch. That's just my opinion. But yeah, we shall see. Yes, um, as it, when it comes to the standings, Milan currently stand in third with twenty-three points. They've fallen behind Inter, who are first with thirty-one. Um, whereas Lecce stand in. 14th, they've fallen, huh? They 14th won. with 14 points. Yeah, they've got zero wins in their last five games, but three draws. So the wins have stopped, but the draws have come in to replace them. The next game we're going to be discussing is Juventus 2, Cagliari 1. Juve once again found themselves temporarily in first place with another pragmatic display. 
piling the pressure on Inter to react because you have been playing before Inter in recent times and Inter have always had to react to jump and overtake um, Juve. Um, yeah, when it comes to the lineups, um, Keane has officially replaced Vlavic for the time being. Do you think that's uh, justifiable? I think it is absolutely. I right? think I think I think there there's just no discussion. Yeah, because I mean, Keane's playing, but Keane at least is providing more for the team. Even if he's not scoring, he's creating those opportunities for other players, mm-hmm. and you could see it in the first half where he laid off the ball for McKenny, who unfortunately missed. But mm-hmm. but Vlahovic is not providing these kinds of yeah, totally these yeah. kinds of um, dropping the ball down and laying it off to another player. Do you think it's an issue of confidence, fitness? What do you think? I, I mindset. I think. Vlahovic doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. No. You think he's like got his eyes on like Chelsea or something I th- like that? I think he wants to go to the Prem. Mm. I think I think he's done with it. it but based it, on what? Why do you think this? <coughs> Sorry. I feel like um I feel like he's done his time in Italy. I, ha- I have this feeling like he's he's quote unquote proven himself in Italy for C. Mm-hmm. And I think that now, now he feels like a move to 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 a more Dynamic fo- type of football, something a bit more, more, more uh, explosive, more physical, which is where I think Vlahovic um, thrives. Thrives, um, f- physical in, in in the sense of intensity, because I think the physicality of defense in Italy is yeah, unmatched. It's unmatched, yeah. But but the, but the tempo is, I think, something probably probably all strikers want to want to want to experience in the, in their careers i think that juve might have not been the right move from I the get go i, for, I for totally Vlaovic agree because because totally. was the type of player man that, that you, you play him in behind it. and juve totally are in that team man. he would have been really good for inter he would have been so <laughs> oh my god he, oh my god so many teams he would have been good for can you imagine him at like i don't know man lazio Imagine him at Lazio. That was a nine for Lazio. That would have been that would have been diabolical. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not much of a step up, right? But um, no, it's not. No, it's, a, mean, it's, it's a slight step it's, up. It's, move, it's a slight. It's, it's not a step up move. It's where, not Juve, you know. You no. go to Juve to step up in theory. Juve, Juve is just too prestigious yeah, exactly. to, to just um, ignore. But I, I, I don't, I don't think the team, or rather the coach, is the right one for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because yeah. Uh, because Allegri will be like, you're not performing, you're out. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. And 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 Italiano loves his babies. You know, he likes to. And before Italiano, there was um, uh, who was Yakini. Yes. Yakini. Who also formed Vlahovic a bit as well. And I think both of them really just. In a the different cl- way, the, totally. cl- the club, yeah. the club as well, also just cherished having Vlahovic. Mm. So they just, they just wanted to, to just basically idolize this player. And keep him there, based off their love for him. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I just don't think it was the right move. Yeah, um, same here. For now, yeah, we I can agree. be we can be made wrong, but I mean, it's 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 his third season. Vlaovic in Italy or with Juve? With Juve, I believe it's his third season. Yes, this, I think it's his third season. I don't see him. He's had flashes more than anything else. Flashes where you're like, this guy in a different system would thrive. That's that's what I can't help but feel. But yeah, I I, I don't. It's he's very hard to point, pinpoint. What's the reason? What's the reason behind it? Like what what is what is causing this such a big lack of consistency? Yeah. Because then you see other players in that team, and they're motivated, man. They're fucking motivated. Chiesa, Chiesa, Chiesa was Keen. about to leave. And he's fucking playing like his yeah, with but, his heart in his sleeve. But there's a number of players who are there to play. Yeah, yeah. Even if they're not scoring, 
still there to play. Of course. Kiesa missed a couple of chances. He was still playing till yeah. the end, till he got subbed off. That's what you get with Kiesa. You know what, man? This generation even of Keen, Italians, even man. Keen, man. There are a few hard workers. I even Keane, the same thing, man. Yeah. He tried. He tried till the end. It's true. What you mentioned before about DeMarco resonates with Kiesa. Yes. Tonali. Uh, Tonali, totally. yes. granted the the betting to- scandal, yes, okay, but Tonali to lesser extent, but, but as but well, on yes. the pitch, Tonali yes. leaves nothing behind, bro. Yes, 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 I think I think when it comes to these Italians, they play with their heart on their sleeve, man. No nonsense, no that's nonsense, yeah. and I, I I think that's a quality in football which you, re- it's, I think it's often underappreciated to be honest. Yeah, and that, that's it's such an important as a sportsman, totally, it's totally. so important, man. So so important because it just changes the game, even if you're not the best player. Even if you're not like the most talented, that changes something about you. Eh? I, for example, I could never get angry when Milan had Fabio Borini playing on the left wing. I could never hate him. And every time I logged onto Twitter when fucking Borini was playing and Milan were playing and Milan weren't doing well, Borini was always a scapegoat. Oh my God, Borini, he's so shit. What the hell are we doing with Borini playing on the wing, whatever? I could never be mad at him because that guy, man, left absolutely everything on the pitch. He would limp off after every game, like. I think it shows. I think it shows a, a lack of footballing IQ when you when when you, when you call out these players because yeah. you don't have a clue how important they are. Of course, it's 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 the same thing as these players like short a, a short side topic like Carrick or, or Hargreaves who oh yeah who O'Shea O'Shea, O'Shea back who in weren't the day. very who weren't yeah. very popular who weren't standout players but the, the shift they put in man would just suffocate the team. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, you can't just think about, oh, my player scored, therefore good. No, dude, if you're managing to tire out your opponent, if you're forcing them to focus on you, meaning that you're, you're, I don't know, you're, 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 you're freaking a la Chiesa, you're, you're, you're Liao, is given space to do his thing. That's all you need to do. You're describing Isaac's success right now. Isaac's success is the least successful person in football. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. No disrespect, can't, but... Can't score an open play, they give him a penalty and he misses it. And Pereira was playing, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pereira must have been like, you know what, you've got this, dude. Yeah. Here's you've the vote been of, running, take it. Here's the vote of confidence, yeah. you deserve this penalty, dude. Just don't fuck it up. I got this, boss. <laughs> Could not even get it on, on target. target. Yeah. I mean... Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Un- unlucky. unlucky. No, it's not unlucky. Just no, what does it mean? He is—he's not a serious a player. Yeah, but the way I look at Isaac's success is he's an athlete playing up front. He's I not think, a football player. He's I, think an athlete. I think that's a fabulous yeah. way to describe it. Well done. Yeah. So we can cross Isaac's success from ever coming on the podcast. Um, yes. Juve are undefeated in games in which Manuel Locatelli wears the captain's armband this Ooh. season. Does that make a difference or is it a coincidence? I think it's just a coincidence. Coincidence, right? No, I think, nothing to. I, it. I think it's just the season that they're playing. Yeah. Which is basically the, the the pragmatic no-nonsense football that they're playing, like we've been saying, and I think Allegri has a way to just, you know um, mm. edge out these games. He loves edging, huh? He loves edging, bro. <laughs> he hates coming, quite frankly. Um, Juve's first half included misplaced passes out of the back, misplaced shots. They got the ball to the attack. Um, it was an opening forty-five minutes where they didn't play well at all. In fact, in the first thirty minutes. They only recorded two <coughs> shots. I was particularly impressed by the defensive partnership of Bremer and Rugani, who scored with his phallus. Um, absolutely brilliant goal over there. I think I think it has to be the worst goal. 
<laughs> I've ever seen in football. Because he tries to get it in with his chest. And it hits the post. It yeah, hits the crossbar. Yeah. And then the keeper is... Falcon is just like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, no one's going scuffet, for the ball. Scuffet. Uh, scuffet, sorry. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then... Sorry. Fush, yeah, uh, no, sorry, I thought it was Lecce for a yeah, second. Yeah. And then he's the just... And then he's just... He's just trying... <laughs> it could be. And then he's just... You see Rugai is trying with his hips. And yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just the edge of the ball into the, into the ball. And the ball goes in so slowly yeah. as well. Like, at the point, I thought the ball was just going to stop on the line. He didn't even celebrate. <laughs> he celebrated like, guys, I've just scored the worst goal in the world. Yeah. Let's go, Juve. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only player who had a pass success rate of over 80% was Locatelli. Oh, wow. Mr. Locatelli. Yeah. Kostic had as many key passes as the rest of the Juve team combined. These are some fantastic stats. I love reading them out. Um, Samuel Lilling Jr. got to play. Ooh. A player who had fallen off the face of the earth. Guess where Allegri played him? As a mezzala. I mean, sure. Midfield. Why yeah. the hell not, I well, guess. As long as he brought him on, I guess. Um, that's a player who can really do some damage over here. As, as an impact sub, you bring him on on the wing, he can do a lot of damage. Yeah, could be. I don't know why he's not utilised as much. Um, but yeah, apparently Allegri challenged Gatti not to get a yellow card this game so he doesn't miss the Inter game. Oh shit. And he managed. Me, I mean, fair enough. Well played. Yeah. Good job to him. Well done, cats. Well done, cats. So, yes, that is it for the Juventus game. Juventus card is sit in second with 29 points, while Cagliari sit in 18th with 9 points, just one point away from safety at the moment as things stand. Um, quite a noble display once again by Cagliari, um, but you've proved to be too pragmatic for them to crack. The next game we're going to be discussing is Napoli nil, Empoli one. Empoli put up a brilliant display and Berisha's heroics kept them in the game until the very Jesus, end uh, when Kovalenko scored a peach of a first-time goal. This led to Rudy Garcia sacking and Walter Mazzari's second gig at the club. What do you think about that move, bro? Would you have sacked Rudy Garcia? Um, you want my you want my honest opinion? Uh, I would prefer it than if you lied to me. I lied to you. You're gonna lie no, to no, me. No, no, no. I, lied to okay. you. Uh, I I really don't think he deserves sack. No, no. Perhaps it was too early. I, I listen. So so here's my here's my here's why I say that. Mm. If you were gonna sack him, you sack him before. Before the resurgency of the, of Napoli, before they started winning again, before they had these three wins in a row against the club, they should be winning against against the likes of Sanitana and so on. Um, but but you do it then. If you, if you do it four games later, when they've almost solidified their Champions League spot, because mm-hmm. they, they've won most of their games, they've they had a decent stint in the last three games. Yes, they had a. They, they lost to Empoli. They sh- you should not be losing to fucking Empoli <laughs> at all. No yeah. way. But I, I feel it was just one of those 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 freak occur- occurrences because they didn't play bad. No, no. And Berisha was a god in this game. He made so many saves. And, 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 and you know, Vara had a couple of opportunities where he should have scored. There, there, were, there were a few opportunities. Yeah. And... and Yes, yeah, okay. They conceded at the very end. They should have conceded. Arguably, Kovalenko had a had a had a very good goal. You know, no no, no credit taken from him. But but if you're gonna sack him, sack him four games ago, not when he's re- returned to some kind of form. He's won three games in a row. He almost solidified the Champions League spot, which, by the way, isn't as simple as it as as of course not. as it is. 
Okay, they have a relatively easy group, but so so does United, and of course yeah. they are. Yeah, exactly. They're they're exactly. about they're about to get they're they're about to get knocked out. They're about to get knocked out. They don't even have football. They don't have Europa League football. So 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 I feel like why would you make the decision four games later or five? How how long it's been, and 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 do it after one bad game again? I think De Laurentiis is very difficult. I've said this on the of podcast course, before. Of course, he's a difficult man to work with. Um, I, I think it's stupid. He d- he downgraded by. Letting Spalletti go and making his life difficult. Spalletti deserved a statue. And instead he got criticized by De Laurentiis who can't bear sharing the spotlight. He can't. He doesn't want the spotlight to be shared at any point. He wants all the attention to be on himself and all the accolades to be on, on his end. Right? He doesn't want, like sharing that. And then he downgraded by bringing in a manager who hasn't done well since maybe that Champions League round with Marseille back in the day in Rudy Garcia. And he started. He was on his back from the get go, man. Sure, sure. And now he's bringing in. He brought in Mazzari, who's been at the club before, and it seems to be like a, a safe kind of um, signing. Um, I don't. I don't like. I don't like. It's Mazzari's not long term. No, it's very. Uh, once it, again, it's usually three at the back as well. Granted, he's played all right. He's adapted before, but it's very defensive usually uh, as a style it's of a, football. It's a Mourinho type of football. Uh-huh. I, I really don't think that that's good for Napoli. It doesn't suit Napoli whatsoever. Um, they were very close to signing Tudor, but they failed to give him long term guarantees, and that's another aspect as to where De Laurentiis failed as an owner. Um, De Laurentiis, man, isn't isn't great at running a football club. <laughs> no, he isn't. I I, I, I think this could be a real problem for them in the future. Yeah, because if if they go from a couple of bad managers in a row, they're gonna create this this, this they're gonna create this 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 disdain, which is gonna lead to lead to a number of good players leaving. Yeah, yeah. And don't Ozyman's be don't be, sur- said, huh? don't be surprised if Ozyman and Kvara both leave this year. Ozyman said he's been injured for a while and he's been talking about how um, yes, for him the Premier League is the objective and his fan his friends all support Chelsea. He likes United, but his friends support Chelsea and all that. Like he's flirting, he's flirting with the Premier League already. I think I think he's off to I think he's off to United. When? It could be January. Oh, uh, dude. For him, it is the perfect. But escape. how can United do? How is it sustainable to bring in Hoyland for so much money and then you bring in Victor Ozyman? They're going to be they're, cheap. They're going to sell, huh? Who? United are going to. They're going to. There's going to be. I either the coach is leaving or half the club is leaving in yeah, January. Yeah. Honestly, because Maguire, Maguire is about to leave for about thirty million already for to West Ham. Apparently, that, that's a headstone. And if if Maguire goes back on the bench, he's leaving. Apparently, to West that's Ham. Yeah. That's going to be about twenty thirty million already. There are a bunch of players, the likes of Sancho and the likes of Anthony, who are close to leaving as well. So, you have some, you have some money back in the back end to, mm. to, to, to sort of quell at least the wage gap. Yeah. Then you, you never know with, with regards to if they can afford those women or not yet. But surely Chelsea can't. Yeah. With the, with, with, with the amount of players they brought in this season and their wage bill not being cheap either right now. Yeah, but, but the thing is, these Prem clubs always seem to find a way to bring in who they want. They do. Um, and apparently, um, uh, financial fair play never works there. Yes, it doesn't. There are certain exceptions when it comes to financial yes. fair play. Of course. Um, Classic. I was very impressed by Ampoli's game, despite, like, even if they just held them to a draw. It would have been a great result. Honestly, man. Even the fact that, like, Whenever there was a goal kick, you watch these two teams, they would compress into a tight circle in the middle of the pitch. The game was so tight, man. And Empoli didn't allow Napoli any width whatsoever. They kept the game fucking tight. And and, and like that, they could fucking actually have a hold of it. Um, 
Napoli granted wasteful. They they did dominate. Of course, at sixty five percent ball possession, they had eighteen shots um, to Empoli's eight shots. But uh, they they stayed in the game thanks to Berisha mostly, who was absolutely amazing this game. Um, I think we failed as well to address, by the way, before Manian pulled off a massive save on Banda in the first half. He we did. Should have, yes. We should have totally given him his flowers, and I think we failed to. But but here you are, Manian. Here are your flowers. But yes, in the second half, Napoli stepped it up. They put their foot on the gas, but they couldn't quite penetrate. And at the end of the game, Kovalenko, the super sub who had just come on, who hadn't scored a goal in what felt like ages, um, managed to to um, get them all three points over here. And um, and yeah, um, we'll see what Mazzari can do. Do you think he will do better or worse than Rudy Garcia? I think he'll do worse. Worse, yes, I have a feeling too. Um, it would be bizarre if they had to sack him as well before the end of the season. I can, I can, I can also see that happening. Well, I can also see that happening. We had an Instagram uh, DM that said that Mazzari is the unsung kind of leader that Napoli need right now. I, 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 I don't see it. He can. All, he also has a habit of raging at his players and getting extremely angry, and he has a lot of emotional divas there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I think he's gonna have to be careful. Yeah. He can easily get on the wrong side of the likes of Kvara, of Osimen, of Raspadori, of of um, of Lobotka, and they can start to not play well. Yeah, I mean, it can again. It can. It can lead to a resurgency. You can see the likes of Zelensky, um, and 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 other players. You know, coming back into the fray who've had. Um, I want to see I, I'm actually very curious How Politano will play now Because he had mm. a very good spell With Rudy Garcia And I, I wonder if that's going to be reflected With this kind of defensive mm. title yes, for the I, I wonder if that's simply a case of personal form Or coach-induced form That's a very good question We'll see we'll Because see. he's been absolutely brilliant this he year has. He has It was interesting to see him starting with Simeone up front And Raspadori behind him And Raspadori has been doing so well As a, as a lone striker Um and it didn't quite pay off, to be honest with you, um, at all. No. Simeone looked like a shadow of his former self. Yeah. He needs a new club. Uh, Maybe. He said he wants to retire at Napoli. Well, well, if he wants to retire on the bench, go for it. <laughs> Perhaps that's his ambition. Maybe. But yes, I think we should move on to the Derby dell'Appennino with Fiorentina 2, Bologna 1. I must admit, I was quite disappointed by Bologna over here. What, what were your thoughts? I think I think this 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 goes back to my point where I said that Bologna will eventually stay relatively where they are, just outside that um that um you know European football European spot. football spot, exactly. Um and, and that's because I, I just feel like they don't have the number of quality players to trump the bigger teams. Mm-hmm. Like the you know, the likes of Xerxes and the likes of, of, of Ferguson and and the likes of um, who's a Swedish player right now? Freuler. Fre- yeah, and and you know th- there are a bunch of players who will definitely help them out, in in, in the smaller games. Freuler is Swiss, not Swedish. By the way, I'm not sure if you said Swiss or Swedish. Swedish. There's some of the Swedish players in there. Um, he plays as an attacking midfielder. An attacking midfielder who's Swedish for ah ah. You're talking about Christensen. There we go. Christensen. Yeah. Yes. So there, th- these kinds of players could pose a huge threat against you know the likes of of. Monza, Torino, Udinese, Sassuolo. Yeah, the, the, these kinds of players may get, get you that, that goal, that edge over a team mm-hmm. like that. But against a bigger club, I'm not totally sure. And I think the only person who can really pose a major threat against a bigger club, you know, which in this case would be Fiorentina, is simply Xerxes. Yeah, yeah. By the way, 
I love the way he struck the penalty. Oh my god! It was it was so struck. smooth. It was man. struck with like if you wanted if she if he said to somebody strike that ball perfectly, yeah, yeah. just send the clip of that foot of that penalty. It was yeah. struck with such two, power. Two beautiful penalties. This game. Holy shit! Even Nico's penalty. Yeah, was, he laughed before he no, took it. No, but this one was another level, man. Yeah. The way the way that Xerxes managed with a weird run up to yeah. smack it so hard. Yeah. It's impressive, man. And so accurately as well. The yeah. ball did not move. Just, yeah. The ball just literally transported from one side to the other. Yeah. It was honestly lovely penalty. Honestly, if you're hearing this, bro, incredible <laughs> penalty. Please come to Mott and teach me how to strike a ball like that. <laughs> I I think that like they can potentially ask for 40 million for Zergzi. The way he's been playing easy. this season. Easy, yeah. easy, easy. What a player, man. What an absolute brilliant Technically gifted, smart player, man. And let's let's give credit to your favorite, favorite Bonello, Bo- uh, not not Bonello, your favorite um uh, Bambino, ah. Bonaventura. Bonaventura, oh, what a goal! What a goal! He's the Jude Bellingham of Italy, bro. Honestly, <laughs> slightly a, a bit older, a little bit older, yes, <laughs> a little bit more human because uh-huh. Bellingham's a freak, but yes, but Bonaventura is fantastic, and, yes. and what a goal he scored. Um, you Parisi, think, you think he had like a stake the Fiorentina after the game? Do you think I would, sir? Do you think he had a stake de Fiorentina after the game? Like, do you think the club that said, you know, you deserve a, st- a stake de Fiorentina is basically uh-huh. a really... Um, um, fancy stake? Fancy stake, first of all. And it's 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 basically almost rare. Like, you, you, uh-huh. you cut the meat, it like, just melts Red. in half. Oh, fuck me. And I can imagine, like, the club just, just gave him the best stake possible, just fuck getting no. that going, bringing you know, you deserve this stake. Oh, God knows, man. I bet you and Zola hasn't had a stake in years. No, I think he's getting his yeah. stick on his ass. So. I was surprised that Fiorentina won this. Um, and Zola was terrible. And they took him off. And they played with a false nine. Uh, oh, no, I'm so surprised. And, and Because Beltran was injured. Um, and, and they do play better without a nine, I feel. I feel like it's one of those situations where where Enzola, I don't think, should be, should be starting every game. I think he's a very situational type of player right now. Um... He's so streaky. There are some games where he looks unplayable. There are some games where he looks bloody okay. useless and he barely touches the ball. You're going you're gonna to tell me he's looked unplayable at Fiorentina. He hasn't looked unplayable at Fiorentina ever. There we go. That, that, to be that, honest, that was my point. Yes, yes. The only game I can think of in recent history where he looked unplayable was back when he was at Spezia and he had that game against Inter where they couldn't they couldn't keep up with him. Man. He was just getting the ball, holding it up, turning. He was doing what he wanted. It's confidence, bro. It could be confidence. It's confidence. It could be. Yes, um, Parisi gave away the penalty um, by handling the ball. Um, Zergzi's celebration involved a bang bang. I like this one. Yeah, I love it too. He, the thing is, he bang banged the Fiorentina fans, right? Oh, and, shit. and the referee told him off immediately, and, and Zergzi and, had and to then apologize. Nico did the same thing. And then Nico did the same thing, not to mention. And um, if he's getting told off for for celebrating with with a gunshot celebration, do you remember the Coppa Italia final when Benatia scored two goals against Milan? Mm-hmm. He took off fucking gunning down everyone in San Siro. Like, like uh, that. he should be in prison for that in that case. What about celebration by, um, was it the Canio? The, the, oh, the salute. The salute. Oh, that's fucking terrible. The, 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 I mean, you, you shouldn't be throwing that to begin with. Yes. I, mean, I saw if, one in a minnow league recently. A player did that. If, and it was like, a, the, the caption was something like, player points to his grandma in the stands. <laughs> like, like, no, I'm, that, sure, I'm sure, yeah. That's not what he's doing. <laughs> I think I think his grandma uh, is, is is being referred to Hitler. But anyways, um, I, 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 I don't know if you're, if you're just going to criticize celebrations. Now I think we're getting to a point where... I love celebrations. I love celebrations. Do 
do what the fuck you want as long as your clothes are still on. There was a celebration against Sassuolo recently. Was it... Uh, who was it who scored the first goal? He celebrated in a really particular way. It was one second. Um, the young... No, it was Ikumweze. Yes, Ikumweze. Mm-hmm. He got on the floor and crawled like a like a cat, a tiger. And, like scratched like a tiger, a cat, a lion. I'm not quite sure what he was trying to do, but that would irk me if a player scored against my team and celebrating that. Let's punch him. Yeah. <laughs> or or if if I'm gonna be defended, he's gonna get one in the chest <laughs> <Yeah>. afterwards. <laughs> but I love I love provocative celebrations. I mean, it's, the game, it's just it's just a part. It's just a way to trigger the opponent. Yeah. I mean, I, if if we're, if we're gonna get told off for that, like. It really highlights the competitive nature I, I, of the game. I, I don't. I think there comes to a point where we have to just like literally be a bit real with ourselves and say, yes. you know, this is this is part of the game. Yes. You know, we we can't we can't we can't, we can't like go off too far from what the game is. We can't is, just is, neutralize it's, everyone. It's man. entertainment. It boring. It's entertainment, man. You yeah. know, I know. I know it can trigger people. I know it can be offensive to some things, but. Unless you're being racist, unless you're being homophobic, unless you're just blatantly being rude, we have to be a bit neutral. Yes, agreed. Like I don't mind the celebration where you fu- where you shush the opposition. Of course fans. not. It's great. Of course, it's, just, it's, great. it's basically putting them in their place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. totally you know, if totally, you, totally, if, totally. You, if you've been harassed the whole game, go being called a shit player, or whatever, and you score a goal, go shush them till till the cows come home. My favorite one, my favorite striker in recent history in the Premier League has been Jamie Vardy. Really, Sim- simply because, dude, he he plays with with an agenda. <laughs> he wants to to shut everyone up constantly. He will mock anyone he scores against. He scores against fucking. Can you guess my favorite my favorite celebration? Your favorite celebration from from an, I'm gonna give you a hint from an English striker. From an English striker. English. So I'm giving it. He's English. He's English. Um, English striker celebrate he, he, a single one. He's right retired now. right now. And is it and Wayne Rooney when no, he extends he, his okay, arm? Oh, oh, he's retired right now, and he did not play for United. He didn't play for United. And he's retired. Uh, I can't just tell me, bro. I'm never gonna guess this. It's I. It's an iconic celebration. It's a cringe. Is it Crouch the Robot? Yes. No way! <laughs> I love it it's so, so much. <laughs> I love it. It's so. Nice, I love dude. it so dude. much. I that mold of player where you're too tall to be playing football and you're doing so well, I love it. It's, it's shades of nowadays. There's Lorenzo Lucca, who's kind of yeah. the same. We saw the return of Simi and Wankwo for Salernitano yes. six foot six. He was absolutely dreadful, <laughs> dreadful. He was, but I must admit, I love watching. But he needs play. time. Yes, he needs time. He need, but I don't know if he'll get time after that display because he was fucking woeful, dude. He, he couldn't even control the ball at any point. Like any time the ball went to him, he lost it. It's crazy. I, I don't know. Not I mean, to mention he's so lanky he can't even win an aerial duel despite being six six. I love the guy, and when he was at Crotone, I loved watching him. And even in Serie B, where he was fucking good. Um, but nowadays, I don't know. I, I don't think he's got what it takes to play at the highest level. Could be personally. Maybe in Serie B, he needs some time there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, in the 38th minute, there was a massive miss by Salamakers with a left-footed volley who was totally unmarked. I think he had time to take the ball down over I there. I think he did, yes. I think he did. I, th- I think that that's just the, that's just the Salamakers thing. He always... Panics. Always panics. And I think he just gets he gets nervous in front of goal. Mm-hmm. And it leads to the wrong decision most of yeah. the time. Uh, I think it's an experience thing. He hasn't had many situations no. in big games where he gets big chances. But no. 
but he he should be improving. Yeah. Um, sent last week we had a question about Christensen, um, about how um, if he's fallen out of favor with yeah. Mota, and then all of a sudden Mota played him, and he gave away a penalty. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. And then Nico Gonzalez smiling before the penalty like it's nothing, like he's at the playground, like he's on a fucking picnic taking a penalty against a friend. He just how, laughs and he takes it and he takes it so casually. It's like how, he, how he has blossomed this year is, is something else. Nico Gonzalez, oh, he's amazing. He is. He's amazing. And I I don't know, play, like him and Lautaro Martinez aren't even six feet tall. And I think they're the two players in the league who are the most dangerous in the air when it comes to their head. Like potentially Giroud might be better than them, but, yes. but they're... Their headers are fantastic. And they win them, man. They win their 50-50s and they win their headers. Absolutely amazing. Goes to show you must have a great center of gravity and a great like determination to win the duel to, to do that. But yeah, do you think Fiorentina deserved this victory? Overall, I think they had the edge. Just enough, but I think they had the edge. Yeah. Um, Bologna dominated the possession at 61% um, ball possession but, but the they, they barely the did not they barely did anything in the possession exactly. I, I just feel like it was, it was possession for possession's sake yeah, yeah when you have a double pivot of Freuler and Abisher you're going to have possession yeah yeah. but yeah um, Fiorentina continue to well not continue to climb out table they actually return after three losses in a row they have bounced back and they currently find themselves in sixth with 20 points while solid, solid, solid place. Yeah. While Bologna are in eighth with eighteen points, also a also solid also place. solid place. Yes. Yeah, they will be contenders for that conference league spot for sure. Both teams. Yes. The next game was Udinese one, Atalanta one, and I'm going to start off by asking you a question. Did you see Wallace's goal? Uh, I did. Long it's... long range shot. Yes, and it just deflected. <laughs> I mean. That's terrible, right? I mean, that's... It, it is. It's. I think it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. At the point, like when I watched the goal, I was like, this, this, like, did it count? I was, I was wondering, like, yeah. if, it, if, it, if it was going to be cancelled. Everyone was confused when he scored. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, what's going on? And there was a whole confusion before Samardzic hit the post earlier. Oh like God, there was all yeah, that thing, like, and then all of a sudden Samardzic... Wallace just has it. And I have never seen Wallace take a long range shot Me in too. my life. Like, I think, I think he was just like, you know what, balls to the walls. Yeah. I'm going for this. Sorry, guys, in advance. Yeah, um, we're trying it out. Apparently, he wasn't so sorry. Yeah. Um, slow start for Atalanta. Udinese's defensive setup will always cause problems. They are a tight unit. They might not win many games, but they hardly ever lose, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, there are missed opportunities from Atalanta's end, and Udinese have this ability to capitalize on their half chances, and that is essentially what led to the draw. Over here, Ederson, a man we praised last week, scored an equalizer in the I mean, dying minutes of the game. It's nice when you praise someone and it it it, and it, it, it works. I mean, it, it doesn't work. So they just show up in the next game. I mean, again, it seems to be not a, an insane amount of quality, but he seems to be getting in the right place at the right time a bit more often this season. I can't believe what Gasparini's done to this guy. Like, he's totally transformed him. He was never this type of player, man. He was a more offensive-minded kind of half-winger, like Mezzala type of player, um, with a lot of offensive freedom. Nowadays, he's a system, he's a cog in this Atalanta machine, as a, a part of the double pivot with Cook Miners in this game, like, playing so deep and doing so well, and still having this kind of goal prowess about his game I think at a point he does have this slight flexibility where he can go he can play a bit aggressively and go mm. up front and try, at least try push into the box and be another man in the box to try get you know uh, a finish in the box yeah. so 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 um, there I, I feel like 
yeah, you're right. Like he's he's way more systematic. He's way more involved as a unit, as a team. But he has a bit of liberty up front to, to get into a position to shoot. He, yeah, he, totally. He had it on three separate occasions this season. So yeah. I feel like there is some form of, of liberty where he can kind of play the football we're more known to him playing against, like with the likes of Sonarinitana, for example. Yeah, Atalanta love an adaptable player, man. You look at the likes of Coop Miners, Ederson and Pasalic, you can play them in any of the midfield I think Pasalic is a bit worse, to be honest. Pa- Pasalic uh, hasn't been as good. And, and one I, think, of my, I think he's going to be leaving soon. I thought Pasalic personally had all the makings for a player who had a long career. I, 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 really, I really believe so as well. Because he's really intelligent. Yes. And when you see a player who's so intelligent and so aware of where he should be positionally and has the technique to has enough technique to score or give that final pass, I, that, that's a player who can play up to 35 but easily. I, I think he has a lack of energy. That's, yeah. And I, 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 I think that's a real, like... And lack like, of playing time as well. Huh? Nowadays, it's yes, a bit better, but last season, he barely feels. Yes, I, I, feel like, I feel like for Gasperini, that lack of... Um, uh, let's imagine ourselves for a second, sorry. Basically, I feel like as a, as a player, I, I just don't think he's a Gasperini player, in all honesty. I, I know in the past he used to be. I know in the past he used to be very adaptable. He used to play anywhere he wa- anywhere he was needed. And play his heart out. What do you think it is? I think confidence is a major confidence, part. I think right. confidence yeah. is a major part of it. And I, I also feel like he's grown out of the system a bit. I think Pasalic might look at his career and think, I have never cemented my spot in a team. It's a bit sad, to be honest. It is, it is. Because he, he totally deserves it. He's 28 years old nowadays, man. Yeah, That's he's crazy. Our age. Like, he's our age, yeah. 28 years old. I really wanted... I, I, I wanted, wanted to find a club, man. I, I, I don't care if he goes to Torino, but I want to see him play every single yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he deserves it because he's not the type, yeah. of, type of player... I don't even know maybe if lazy was the right word to describe yeah, him. but he's never been lazy. Though. But I, I feel he has a bit of lack of energy, though. Maybe it's a fitness issue, it could be. I don't know, man. It could I think, be a Muriel. For energy. example, if you look... But Muriel, by the way, has, has rejuvenated a little bit. He's, he's looking way more eager nowadays. He's actually pressing, man, and he's actually I, I trying... I don't know. I think, I think he's also a player who needs to leave this season as well. Maybe. But, but he hasn't been as bad as he was last season, definitely. My bro, which was, you, to be honest, harder to get worse. You, you need... <laughs> I, I, I think with the likes of Skamaka and Lukman up front, you need, you need a third striker who's a bit... Who's a bit younger on his feet and ready, ready, ready to challenge these two players? Again, Muriel is a high IQ player, the same kind of player, right? Um, but they're past men. Yeah. I, I know. I know you keep praising. Them. I know that they're good players. I'm not saying that they're bad. They deserve to keep playing in Serie A, but not for this. But not for Atalanta. I think. Yeah. I think they've passed like, their points. Like I can see Pasalic playing instead of Castillejo as a Chiquitista Sassuolo. Sure, I Why could, not? I could like, definitely yeah. see it. I could see the likes of Moria playing as the main striker for fucking Verona. Yeah, yeah. all game, every easily, game, easily. Yeah, yeah. Do they want to go to those moves? Do they want to go to a smaller club? Probably not. But at the point, you have to realize what you want to do in football as yeah. well. Do yeah, you want maybe. to sit on the bench and play 10, 20 minutes? Maybe. Or go to Saudi, yeah. Oh God, don't get me started. I don't mind it. Yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> So yes, um, yeah, we can move on. To be yes. honest with you, this was a one-one. Um, Atalanta lucky at the end to get a to get a draw. Lucky, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. But Udinese put a put Scamacca was a fight. misfiring a bit as well. Ah, uh-huh, a little bit, yes. But they also look too. 
Lukman had a couple of chances yeah. that he really should have scored. And I think he tried to really impose himself to score a goal where he maybe didn't need to shoot at points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you feel the pressure, right? Atalanta are in fifth with 20 points. They are still very much up there in contention for a Champions League spot, while Udinese are all the way down in 16th. They have one victory, eight draws and three losses. That's that's wild. They draw every game pretty much. It is very wild. The next game we're going to be discussing is Sassuolo 2, Salernitana 2. Sassuolo are your boys, bro. So I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you... um, Go off, okay? I'm just going to tell you that there was an Ikumeze goal. Ikumeze, I keep saying Ikumeze. It's Ikumeze goal in the fifth minute, assisted by Pasquale Matsoki. Very nicely, to be honest yes. with you. In the 17th minute, and then Bulayadia scored. Um, the youngster, Chuna, who is 20 years old and from Chad. Mm-hmm. Very exciting youth prospect. Set Bulayadia up perfectly, who finished the move off well. And then Thor's vet came to life suddenly. Out of nowhere and got the equaliser for Sassuolo by scoring two goals. One assisted by De Frel after Berardi ball when De Frel squared it across goal and he scored. And then Matthias Vigna setting him up for the second one. Um, what were your thoughts on this game? Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that expression just shows how frustrating it is to see a team that needs to concede to start playing football. <laughs> and I, I, I really can't understand. I, 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 blame the, I blame the coach. Dionisi, right? I I'm blame, surprised he still has a job. I'm bla- I blame the coach. And I've been saying... I used to, I used to not say Dionisi out, but I... I you used to love Dionisi. Yeah, I used Dionisi. to love him, but I, I think there's too many times where the team is just not motivated from the start. And either it's a club issue, either it's simply the point that you say they don't have enough fans to motivate them, which very much simply could be the case. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it, it's the simple answer, which we, we, we try to find the complicated answer. And sometimes, and in most cases in life, besides football, it's the simple issue, which we, we just ignore because ignoring the simple issue is easier. So it could be the, the fans' case. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it on the table. I can leave everyone to agree or disagree. I don't know. I, I definitely don't know the answer. But at a point, the coach also has to find a way to motivate the players. I mean, uh, how you do that as a coach, I don't know myself. But, but I don't know. I do, I do speak to the management and you try. You sit down and say, we have to fix this fans' issue. We'll have to fix it's, it. it's improving. It, it is. It's improving. But, man. you know, the club is not poor. Yeah. You have to figure out ways. I can't help but feel for Berardi, man, when he made He's that comeback and he He's scored and he went and he, he did the whole celebration, the, the Jude Bellingham celebration. For, and there were like fucking seven people in front of him. It's it sucks. Leave, so, it's you know? going to happen. And uh, you can't blame the guy anymore. It's going to be a very sad day, but it's going to happen. Honestly, I would make ticket prices free. Fuck it, man. If, if you don't well, have fans... Dead cheap, man. Yeah, if you dead don't cheap. have fans in the stadium, that's an issue that has to be dealt with. What are these players playing for? Nothing. Part of the reason if you score a goal, it's meant to be a moment that you will remember for the rest of your life. A moment that fucking fills you with so much adrenaline that, uh, that you just can't forget it and you use it to drive you to score again. How can it be you score and there's barely any noise? You hear the size of the opposition fans louder than you hear your own fans fucking cheering. And it's not an exaggeration. We've no, experienced no, this yes, together. Yes, I mean, we have, we have, Inter we have. Sassuolo at the Mape Stadium. We had our Sassuolo kits on. We were surrounded by Inter fans. And it was yes, funny. 
It's a smaller squad. You got up and started chanting "Mumbo, Mumbo, Mumbo," because Brady squad. They were all laughing at it. Like, "Calma, calma!" Like the 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 end. They were right. And then triple substitution, and they're back in it. Sure. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Granted, um, Sassuolo had a penalty. Oh my god! Don't get me started. The fray was literally pulled off his shirt, and then somehow Piccolis is a foul. Anyways, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's what, <laughs> it's what it is. Um, but. Uh, Going coming back to this game, I I just find it so frustrating that Sassuolo have to concede one or two goals to start to to be motivated to play. Yeah. Because yeah. then they realize, oh, we're losing. Now it's about time we start playing football. Then then everyone starts to play. I don't fucking get it. Yeah. How could it be? You have to get. You have to concede a goal. You have to be on the back foot to start playing football. Come on, yeah. you're a professional. You know, even even if there are no fans, you're getting paid. God knows how much money to come play football. Absolutely. Motivate yourself at the end of the day. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, there, so, are, there so are some so players who just lack that motivation from the get-go. Yeah. And some of them are are, are older players. That seems to be the case. Um, if you look at Salernitana's front, for example, the players who are criticized most are the likes of Kandreva, for example. Kandreva is so heavily criticized nowadays. Um, and and I don't blame fans because Kandreva can be a player that like towards the end of the season you've got five games left you need Salernitana to survive you put Kandreva in there you motivate him a little bit to work for survival and he can come out as a hero but throughout the whole season having him as your main man and he's not driven and he's not motivated and the players around him don't have quite the quality to keep up with him it can be quite obvious that he doesn't quite want to be there Yeah, and and it can be seen to be honest with you um, yeah. I think that, for example, Milan are looking to loan out Luca Romero. I think that Salernitana should be all over that. I think Salernitana bringing in a player, a youth player from Milan, who has shown that he is very much capable of starting in Serie A. He's shown it at Lazio, he's shown it at Milan. I think you bring that guy in and you play him and you trust him and you're like, all right, express yourself, help us, we will help you. We'll give you the platform to show what you've got. You will help us survive. I think that could turn Salernitana season around. Salernitana aren't strangers to making moves in January. No, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. That, that could definitely a very uh, could be a very good move. Um, what I want to see, what, what I what I really really get frustrated about with Donisi, and that that really frustrates me, is his his obsession with playing a striker and never ever. Ever giving him a game off the bench, so like we have, we have Pinamonti here, he'll play Pinamonti every single game, game in, game out, and he will start. If your player hasn't scored since game week four or five, you impressed me this game, huh? Pinamonti. I think he, okay. I think letting the ball slide. Sure. And that, wow. That, that, like we criticize him for yes. being too selfish. Yes. Oh, granted, granted, man. But there are players like Monatieri who hasn't been given time. That's true. And this guy has talent. We know about it. Yeah. yeah. He had a crazy preseason. He's not started a game. And the Coppa he played? He brought Dude, him on. Fuck the Coppa. <laughs> fuck the Coppa. Fuck about the Coppa. Play him one game. Play him a game. What the fuck's gonna happen? You're gonna concede anyway. With the way it's a smaller player, you're going to concede a goal anyway. So so it's not a striker's fault if 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 Penamonte or Monatieri starts. Play him. Yeah. Try one game with him in front. It's true. Give Penamonte the, the, the semblance that he has to fight for something. I keep criticizing him because I keep thinking that Penamonte 
does it deserve to play game in game out consistently without any competition? And you play, you play Monatieri for 10 minutes and you go, no, he's not good enough. No, she's not good enough because you don't give him fucking time. Yeah. What are you going to do in 10 minutes? You better have sex in 10 minutes. It's funny, but it's the case, dude. You're that lady. <laughs> no, no, jokes, jokes aside. What? Ten minutes, you have zero impact. You have to, yeah. you have to basically get the ball and score automatically to have yeah. any kind of impact. Who the fuck's gonna do that? Only fucking Lionel Messi can do that half the time. That's true. That's true. Only Ronaldo can do that half the time. That's true. And that's what frustrates. And this, this, he has an obsession. I have to play these players. And he won't just not play them anymore. But could it be the fact that Pinamonti was such a big signing for Sassuolo that there's pressure from the top to get him up and running? Perhaps Dionisi requested him. Sure, but dude, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. He scored... I don't think he scored 10 goals. Even yet. Volpato. We've hardly seen Volpato, for example. Again, man, there have been, there have been a few moves which to me are quite random. Castillejo as well. Castillejo is a random one. Volpato is another one. Pedersen, Pedersen barely plays. Yeah, yeah. Who, 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 it, it, to be honest with you, Tolian wasn't a major problem. He was, he needed, he needed a backup. It was more Rogerio. It was, was more a Rogerio issue yeah, where, you, where yeah. you could see he made a number of mistakes. Um, Boloka has been good. Boloka, by the way, has um, transferred his uh, national team alliance. Um, he is no longer representing Romania and will be representing the Italian national team. Nice. Do you think he's good enough to actually introduce himself into the squad eventually? Eventually, yes, not this year. I think mm. he needs another, another year to keep. He's a hard worker. I, he's a hard worker, him. and I think Italy could appreciate him in the future. But let's let, let's keep an eye on him and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Enzaghi was criticised in the second half for his management of the game. Matsuki was making many mistakes, and he left them on. He brought on Simeon Wankwo, um, who who hadn't played in a while, and you could see why. Could it be- <laughs> Koulibaly and Matsuki have a similar problem where they drive too much. They they get the ball and they, they advance and they, they don't release the ball early enough. They feel like they need to cover a certain amount of ground before they release the ball and that punishes Salernitana a lot. And this season especially, um, like the goal Napoli scored against Salernitana was all Koulibaly's fault because he held it for too long and he just drove for way too long. They need to release earlier um, and that, that could be simply a manage, management kind of thing like punish them if they don't yeah simple as that like how do you get a player to conform by not playing them that's it by not playing or, sc- or scolding them man. Yeah, yeah. you go to training and you, te- you fucking tell them you, you remember, stop doing yeah. this shit you remember Allegri when um, Fajoli Fajoli made that mistake brought him right off it was fucking embarrassing Fajoli later said he was crying because of the whole gambling thing but like I don't know if that's the case huh? because right after you make a mistake the coach takes you out immediately that's fucking that hurts like but it had to be done, man. Yeah. Um, Daniel Boloka, uh, fun fact about him, he covered the most ground of any player this match day with 13 Congrats. kilometers. Yes, Young and um, full of sprite. Yes. Very good. The next game, uh, wait, the standings first, of course. Um, As Jake always forgets. Yes, we are looking at Sassuolo, who currently sit all the way down in 15th with 12 points, yeah. while Salernitana sit dead last with 5 points. Yeah, um, the next game we're going to be covering is Monza 1, Torino 1. A very interesting game of football with goals from Colpani and Illich. What did you make 
of this one. There was a Ricardo Rodriguez goal as well that was ruled out controversially, perhaps for a there was for a, lot a, of 50, goals, 50. There was a lot of goals ruled out this, this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's many goals you ruled out. true. Um, this was a 50-50 between Zapata and Caldera Lada. That was that I, I feel it was another weird decision. Yeah. I'm going to say. It was, an, it was another lecture weird, weird, weird... Piccoli decision. Like. Uh, sorry, yeah. A, a piccoli decision where, where, where you're just a little bit confused at what's going on. Um, I'm, uh, I, I don't think it was a particularly offensive foul to, to, to not give the goal, but it happened. Um, and that's football. That that's how VAR works. So I mean, you can't, you can't, you can criticize VAR as much as you want, but that's the way, that's the way the system is. So I mean, you know, you just move on. It it did affect Torino, of course. I think it, um, I think it it demotivated them a bit. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked Zapata's hold up play. I was gonna say, goal. yeah, this game he had a particularly good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, was, he, was he looked shakier. He looked less shaky, sorry, than than he had in, in previous previous matches. More involved, more, more involved. I, I think I think he had he had a bit of confidence about him this uh, game week. Yes, exactly. Yes. And which was nice to see because I was about to criticize him again this week. Saying, <laughs> You're saying, about to fuck him up. I was gonna be like, I think he just needs to leave the the, the the league. But this game, he showed some semblances of what he can provide as as, as a player. Yeah, he didn't score, but he did definitely held up the ball Even very well. His long range attempts as well. He was playing with a certain amount of flair as well. I appreciate that. But more than the long range attempts, again, I'll I'll repeat it that that his hold up play really helped Torino keep Absolutely. them in this game. Yeah, and that he set up Illich so well. Yeah, well, fainting. On really, the good, really good, really yeah. good. Illich has a, has a re- relatively easy goal to score of course mm. you have to finish so that's never easy um, but he, you know Zapata did all the work and Illich stepped up and it's nice to see Illich get a goal so the uh, girls won the first game thanks to the Illich goal um, congrats on the Fanta Cultural con- you congrats, you, congrats to Karma man Karma congrats see you get their FC. first win Karma is my boyfriend you know the song no no so you're not exposed to any Taylor Swift not really, you know. You're so lucky. Am I? You're so lucky. There we go. I'm, lucky. So, I'm lucky. It's not worth it. I'm lucky, boys. And it's, it's not worth it. It's borderline. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, next. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, Sarah doesn't listen to the. Uh, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. So you're you're safe. We're safe. We're safe. Um, yes. The <laughs> the other game by Col- the other goal by Colpani was absolutely brilliant. As well, he had so much work to do when he received the ball. He drove and he finished so calmly. There's such really, a '90s vibe about Colpani. He man. beat. He beat. He he he. Um, the defender really thought that he he had the ball easily, yeah, yeah, and Colpani yeah. just comes out of nowhere like a fucking assassin. Yeah. From 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 uh, stealthed out of nowhere, just steals the ball and then just has such a lovely. F- Finish down the right, right hand side. It was. He's a vintage player. The, he reminds me of a classic nineties Italian player. Very, I don't know if I'm overreacting again, but could be. I, could I'm be. very gassed about this guy. He's very good. Excuse me, but I feel I feel like that 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 wine is that. Uh, <laughs> Have you finished yours? We've, we've, we've drank an entire bottle of Moet Chandon. That's Chandon. Brut. So that, many words, yeah, on a wine bottle. Can just this can you just write just one, one word, word one just word. champagne. Moe, I'm si- I'm a simple person, just champagne. Champagne. Um. Yes. Anyways, he he's a very good player. I I do feel you might be, you might be hyping him up a little bit too much. I do think he's very good, but again, I would just like to see what happens next year. I, j- just to see if my theory is yeah. totally wrong or not. Because if it happens to be that another player gets like. Thrown into the limelight and starts to become, it starts to explode. I th- I just think it's it's a way that Monza play. Like every year they have this like guy they want to really push. 
could be could be to to push them for for uh, I don't know for potentially selling them or for potentially hyping them up to 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 bring more to bring more. Um, you know they're they're a very small and young club, yeah. so they need this kind of publicity and marketing. They are so young that Colpani has equaled the highest all-time Serie A goal-scoring record set by by Carlos Augusto last season with six goals. Oh lord! And Colpani has equaled it, six goals. He has to beat it, huh? Yes, he he's gonna beat it. He has to beat it. He has to beat it. Yes, but but you're right. Um, perhaps it's a little bit too early to be hyping him up. I might splash out on a kit. I think it might be a good investment to get he, a Polpani Monza kit. You need a kit, man. Yes, I do. But, I have, I have but, the collection over here. But We've got on. the likes of Cagliari, we've got I, Venezia. I, I think you're offending mm. someone very greatly. Who are we offending? I think you're the Di Gregorio kit, man. Di Gregorio. Don't even... He's come, so good. Come He's on. so good, man. You're gonna, you're, gonna call, you're gonna call the guy who's been so consistent for the last three years with Monza... You're gonna, you're gonna you give know, it. You're gonna give it to this guy know, who should be cutting his hair. Call, <laughs> call me closed-minded. I have never bought a goalkeeper kit in my life. Have you? Probably not as well. Yeah, I've never bought one because it's not the club's kit. You know what I mean? It's not the club's. I don't think I'm following here. There aren't. The, it's not the colors of the club. It's just a yellow kit. You know, it's an orange kit. It's, a, it's a random. I draw. If I get a kit, I want to look at it and be like, ah. Cagliari Ah Sassuolo you, you, you have the emblem I mean just, just... Yes I know I know I know But I, I don't know I've never actually considered Getting a goalkeeper But maybe Di Gregorio Deserves one You might be absolutely right It's a nice black Black Monza kit It's quite sexy I have bought Actually I, I bought Matthew Anochoa kit Salernitana oh, That's cool That is cool That's a collector's item But yes um, By the way Shout out to Matthew Respect Matthew Miss you man I'm stuck with this guy instead. He's stuck with this fucking Neanderthal. I must say, I've been enjoying the episodes with you as well, bro. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, yes, I'm glad. Yes. Um, yes, when it comes to this game, other than that, I have a bunch of notes over here, but I can't really read them. Um, so are they really important? No. There was an incident <laughs> at the end of the game involving Gagliardini and Lazaro in the 93rd minute Gagliardini made contact with Lazaro in the penalty area despite the contact Lazaro didn't fall to the ground the collision wasn't forceful but there was contact between the foot and the left shin so that the people were saying that's a penalty do you think that situations like this might encourage players to make a meal out of the contact yeah, definitely because sure, be- yeah. because of the fact that when you do make a meal out of it you get a penalty yeah. simple as Simple as, yeah. And and and, and there's there's just no point to 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 not fall off the ground, not fall to the ground. There's no point. Absolutely, yes. You, you might as well, right? You might as well. If you don't get a penalty, no problem. Lazara was not gonna score. Let's be honest. <laughs> so so really and truly, what do you have to lose? Yeah, right. you either win a penalty for your squad and you're the hero, and you're gonna you're gonna get a blowjob at home, or you're just gonna he's not gonna get anything. Yeah, yeah, let's be real. We all want the former. Now, <laughs> the next game we're going to talk about is the last game, actually. Genoa 1, Hellas Verona 0. Um, Juric almost scored. I would have rubbed that in. Uh, if Bulaedia and Juric both scored a week after criti- you criticizing them and tearing Up them yours, one. Juric. Them. Up yours. But I must say, dude, Juric looks so serviceable to me. Yes, so serviceable, but it can't get a goal. <laughs> I keep on, keep on, keep on. Just my my just, my take on Juric. Yeah, I feel like he he's doesn't... so good, right? No, he he's not so good, but he has like one thing he's good at. When when you have a team like Hellas Verona whose ambition is to survive, yeah. having a player up front who's who can't top score, tier, who's top tier, 
in one department when it comes to winning aerial duels. Yeah. You can design an entire system that will get you enough points to survive. Yes. Which includes this player knocking down the ball to uh-huh. a player who is particularly good at finishing like Bonazzoli. Okay. And how many goals have they combined together this season? Absolutely fucking none, I believe. Our Bonazzoli scored one. I think I'm not so, sure if he's even scored. So in, in 13 match days, scoring one goal and, and winning one game. But this is Verona. This isn't a problem. This isn't a problem purely on strikers. You look at this team, it leaves a lot to be desired. Do you, have you ever heard of Suslov? <laughs> Suslov? No, I haven't. He played in midfield this game for Hellas Verona. I've, again, Hongla, the full the, the person who plays on the wing, yes, really, yes. he was in the middle for Verona this game. He was in the middle next to Suslov. <laughs> the other guy, Folorunshu, who's been on loan from Napoli for like eight seasons in a row now. How old is he? He's like 20 fucking seven years old or something, <laughs> don't quote me. Um, I think the best part of this Verona team I've said this many times is the defense, which isn't even that great, but no. it's... It's, the, the it, defense it can be paired tough. with the keeper is tough, yes. Uh-huh. It can be tough to play against, particularly when everyone's fit and you have Davidovic, Hien, and then one of Amione or Amaniani. That's not bad. No. And then you have Montepo and Gold. But then the midfield is just a bunch of random names, to be honest, like Terracciano on the right. All right, not bad, not great. Faroni regressed good. a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's also nearing his end. Josh Doig, struggling. Struggling. Yes. I, I don't think it's a him issue, though. Yes. On the other end, you have Genoa, who are looking very exciting, who have a team that's that's looking very promising. However, 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 with the absence of Retigui, I it said this last week, a lot of problems. I bro. said this, you last, said this week, last week, and you're absolutely and right. And when Gudmundsen didn't score, they needed the heroics from a random defender to score a goal. Otherwise, they would have had nothing this game. You're man. right. You're absolutely said, right. Honestly, honest to God, they got lucky this game. One player who's absolutely unsung in this team is Frendrup. Friendrup is brilliant. He's attracting the eyes of many a Premier League club. Um, I've, I forgot who was interested in him. I, I can't remember right now. It was a big team, though. Um, and he is that type of midfielder that just can control the game so well. They rely on veterans like Strutman and Badeli to maintain as well that, that kind of composure in the yeah. middle. Um, I like this Genoa team because they were smart with their signings. When they came to yes. Serie A, they went for Serie A experience. Yes. The exact thing that that teams that have come up and gone straight back down didn't do. Venezia bought a bunch of players from different countries, right? No serious experience went straight back down. Same thing can be said about Cremonese. This Genoa team are doing things in a very smart way. Goodmanson is way too good to be there. He's way too good to be there. He's very good. Way too good. I can see him at Napoli next year. Oh, I can see him anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, I can. The guy loves to dribble and he's fantastic at it and his his IQ is phenomenal. But then you look at the replacements for Retegui. So you've got either Ekuban or you've got Puskas. And both players are, I think, maximum Serie B level. If even. If even. Ekuban hit the post. He was very unlucky. But this is the same debate that we mentioned with Borini, right? How can you criticize a player who leaves his fucking who leaves everything on the pitch like Ekoban? You can't, but then you can also understand that you want to replace him, which is fine. No problem with replacing players, but you you can't you can't you can't um, criticize them too heavily. Then, agree. You can you you can expect more, mm-hmm. which is fine, but you can't criticize them for not trying. Yeah, yeah. Martinez had a good save to keep um, Genoa into this game, but eventually it was a 1-0 victory for Genoa. Quite a clean victory, which saw them going up to 13th in the table with 14 points, while Hellas Verona sit in 19th 
with eight points, and that's five defeats in a row for them. Um, and I can't see the sixth game. That might have potentially been a defeat as well. But that's definitely five in a row, at least. I got a quest. Uh, I got a quest. Welcome back to our question segment. To drop a question, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at say a spotlight. Our patrons take priority, but we usually discuss most questions that we receive. This week we posted late, so we've only got two questions to cover. The first one comes from Frank, who's a loyal listener and a very good guy, massive football fan. You can tell he's all he's all over these podcasts. He loves it. Um, from what you have seen, who will finish higher, Lazio or Roma? Um, I think my money is on on Roma this year. I think Roma because too. because of the fact that I think unless Luis Alberto simply carries that squad, I just can't see them. I can't see them winning so many games that they they, yeah. they leapfrog Roma. I think Roma at full strength have a lot of potential. Yes. I think that um, they know how to get things done pragmatically. They don't necessarily need to score a lot of goals to win games no. in theory, um, and I think eventually it will take for them. Yes, and, and 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 again regarding Lazio, so, so definitely I agree with all your points. I'm not gonna really make more. I feel like they have a more complete squad. And with that being said, I just don't see, I just don't see Castellanos um, filling the gap that that Immobile is creating. I mean, not to the point that he hits twenty goals a season, no. but definitely perhaps one for next season or the season after the next. His next question was: Can can Bologna get a European place? And we've been getting this a lot. I think they can push for a conference. Conference is the max, though. I agree with you. I think Europe was a step too far, mm. especially with the team that they have. And like, like we're speaking about, you know, Fiorentina was the game where they could have proven us wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they didn't. They didn't do it. Exactly. And the only goal they scored was through a penalty. So. Even more so, it shows that the club is lacking that you know that final five percent to yeah. to leapfrog these bigger teams. It might uh, be they a need time. Yeah? Of, they, yeah. they, need, they need maybe one more season, a couple of more signings, and to keep their squad relatively intact. Let's not mention. Let's not forget that Orsolini was slightly offside, and 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 his his goal was was um, cancelled offside. Yeah. So so there were some chances, but they need a little bit more. Of a complete squad, they need more depth. They need a bit frankly. more. They yes, need a bit more depth. Right yes. now, with many of their starters getting injured, you can't quite replace them. Um, there we Zergzy, go. Exactly. Like Van Hoogidonk. That's gonna be the, that's gonna be the guy to score your goals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Luca asks, "What are some other hidden young talents in the league apart from Lovumbo, Sule, Zergzy, Kristovich, and Goodmanson at the moment?" Good question. Well, that's actually a really good question, to be honest. We've got the likes of Chumani from Sus- from Salernitana. Yeah, you you have Chumani. you have uh, started to mention his name a couple of 20 times. Twenty years old from Chad. Yeah, he, very well. he could he could start to to discover himself at this mm-hmm. club, especially where they're lost, and you know you can see Inzaghi deploying more of a more a, 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 a team. Where he's looking for consistency, and so where he's so looking for players who actually want to play. play. So yeah, if, yeah. The, if this guy's ready to play, and if this guy's ready, ready to put in a shift, he 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 has a good he has a good platform for yeah. where to do it. Up next, Mulatiri, as you mentioned, as earlier, I, I've mentioned it a couple of times, he had a really good preseason where he scored a bunch of goals and the goals where you can see it's not just about scoring a tap in. He scored some really good solid goals where he has a really strong shot as well. Um, on loan from Inter, right? On loan from Inter with a loan to buy, I believe. Um, and the, 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 the skill ceiling, I think that this guy has 
could be really high, yeah, yeah. but he just needs time. He needs playing time, yes. There's Romero of Milan. People are quite versed on him, to be honest. He was a breakout player in La Liga, went to Lazio, breakout player in Serie A. Now he finds himself at Milan on, on the right wing, um, potentially on loan at the moment. Uh, he, Milan apparently want to loan him out. Um, we'll see how he does. He's a very hot prospect over there, particularly because of his footballing intelligence. There is an Ibrahimovic who is 17 years old, plays out wide on the left for Frosinone, who's a very young, very talent young talent. Well. Baldanzi for Empoli is a fantastic player as well. Trequartista, um, very good player. Boloka, Sassuolo. I, 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 I think Boloka could be probably the player to watch. Not for his flashiness, but his his defensive capabilities can be so enjoyable to see. He can really, he can really just yeah. manage a player. He can boss him around. He's really smart. I really like him. I think he has a real, a real good ceiling to reach. I think. I think if you want to watch a couple of players, these are all good, good, um, good takes. But yeah. I really like Bolocca. Uh, I think he has a really good future. I think probably Sassuolo's best signing this season. For sure. No. He's, uh... <laughs> The only good signing this season, probably. Um, Almost, yeah. Dragosin is good, centre-back. Yeah. Okoli is good, centre-back at Frosinone on loan for Atal- from Atalanta. Colombo is very good, striker on loan at Monza from One Milan. player that we should all keep our eyes on and wait for mm-hmm. is the return of Traore from Atalanta. Yes, um, we're all awaiting his return. He is a player who Atalanta broke the bank for, so I'm sure that he won't disappoint. If you like goalkeepers, there are Turati and Karnesecki yes. as well. Um, we've got 20 seconds, guys, so thank you for listening. Um, if you like our content, follow us. If you like our content, follow us on social media. Um, reach out, rate the podcast five stars. Thank you very much, Mintov, and no thank problem you at all for listening. Thanks, guys. My girl gon' stop stressing me, second guessing me. When the truth really set you free, I got a question.